0: I probably should take off this banner first before I try to get all that. Uh Oops. All right. I already made a mistake to start the show. Hey, how about that, everybody? Uh <laughs> That's that's He's just smart. the way you want to start. Welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. It is great to be here. And it's also great to have hockey, isn't it, Anthony?
1: Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, listen, preseason hockey to me is absolutely meaningless, but um at least it's at least it's something. It's 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 a start. It's a nice it's a nice appetizer to the main course that starts
0: you know uh, in early October. <laughs> I know, and it's it's sort of like, I mean, I was at the bar last night and I, had a, I heard a couple guys that, you know, they're they're talking about it like it's a regular season game. Uh, some of it I can't help but look over and just think, uh, A J Greer is probably going to Providence, uh, so I wouldn't exactly worry so much about him but there are there are those little signs that you need to worry about but first let's introduce ourselves as we always do i of course am mark williams who had the banner up there for at least 45 seconds and i'm joined by the one and only mr anthony Larocco.
1: yeah so uh, mark um did you actually watch any of the preseason games like in, in its entirety
0: yes i i watched Last night, I actually had to keep turning my head for Rangers, Island, uh, Rangers Islanders, Rangers Islanders for the entire time because they were on two different ends. But uh, I did watch them. Yes, because okay. I, I better have watched them. We're about to break them down. Yeah. Uh, truthfully, I, the Ranger Islander game, um,
1: I did not. I did not watch. I was uh, I was at the gym. Um, mm-hmm. And then last night's game, I watched the first period and then uh that was about it. Um, again, I'm not. I'm not really. Uh, I don't know preseason hockey. It's 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 sloppy. It's. Uh, I mean, again, it's at the end of the day. It's it's really it's really meaningless. So, but it's something to watch.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's something to watch. It's something to get, at least get an indicator on what you might get in the future. Every now and again, you get stuff like. Uh, Like, you get a prospect who's 26 years old. I I think the guy I'm thinking of, I wish Phil was here for it, Jay Gibbons or somebody like that, shows up, scores two goals, and then suddenly the fans start talking about him. When you have prospects that are actually fighting for a position, that's where you have to really kind of watch and open up your eyes. Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, preseason, I guess that's one aspect where, you know, it at least piques my interest a little bit. You see how the young guys do. Um, But, you know, a lot of a lot of veterans um, who know they have spots locked in, they I mean, really, they could really care. They could really care less. I mean, they they kind of go through the motions and, you know, they certainly, uh, you know, play to not get hurt, essentially. And they just kind of, you know, they're they're going through the motions. (laughs) It's, It's really it's it's really, I think, how the majority of the veterans view the preseason games.
0: Yeah, it's all it is is just practice for them and getting ready. Now, some of them, I mean, it's to get the to get themselves up to game speed. But like, take for instance, well, I might as well announce this with the uh, Monday night. It was the Rangers defeating the Islanders four to one goals by uh, VZ Kreider, Miller, and Jones. Two of those goals, the the VZ goal and the Jones goal, those are total preseason goals. Um, Varlamov wasn't square to to VZ. And a guarantee in the regular season, he would be. He got hit, I think, in the chest and neck area, and it kept going up yeah. from a side angle, and it went in. Jimmy Veezy isn't making the team, everybody, and he shouldn't. So, uh, and then last night, the Rangers fall three to two to the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Islanders last night. I mean, it's just, I was going to have us do uh, two separate ones, but ah, screw it. Let's just talk about it all together. And uh, the Islanders fall to the to the Devils. Now, again, we're talking about positions and, and things that you want to get excited about, Anthony. That pass, DeFore, gives uh, soshkov Yeah. Oh, just, that's a great pass. That's a great yeah. outlet pass. Yeah. And, I mean, Sashtakov was never going to see the light of day with the New York Islanders, but... It was a good shot. Great shot. Oh, it was a great he, shot. Yeah. And, um... But on the other hand, you look at you look at the Devils and you look at the the pass Holtz gave Jack Hughes. Uh the Sharangovich goal that kind of just surprised Sorokin. I don't think that happens in the regular season. The hollow goal, great goal. That and and Hamilton, that's that's a preseason goal. And it was through well, both both the both the Sharangovich and
1: Hamilton goals were shots through a mess of bodies that mm-hmm. I don't I don't quite think he saw but um again I you know I I those two goals happened in the first period I only watched the first period I didn't see anything other than that but I saw those both goals um and to me I was you know regular season I'm like god damn it you know pre-season I literally bit no sweat off my back I'm like oh all right that's yeah I don't, I don't care um <laughs> but you know, and look at and there's some. You know, I see some Islander fans and on social media flipping out. They lost both games, and it's like, first off, last year they went three zero and two in the preseason, and look what happened during the regular season. Um, even that first mm-hmm. game against the Rangers that we went to, the Islanders shut them out. You know, so and it was the Rangers were a non-factor. I, I, I can't, I can't stress this enough. Preseason, does, the results that you see in the preseason does not mean anything when it comes to the regular season. So, um, yeah it's just really about seeing where your prospects are and coming away unscathed with no injuries and you know getting your systems ready for the regular season
0: well by the way especially just to echo this especially with um you said the veteran clubs but especially like your first couple preseason games because you're not really getting everybody in sync your actual starting lineup you're You got, I mean, I I think Casey Zizekas was on the power play last night. And that's that's not happening in the regular season. And I remember other big preseason moments, however you want to slice it. I remember in 95, Wade Redden, and I am saying Wade Redden, everyone, and Todd Bertuzzi, I think they each had goals, and Bertuzzi had the OT winner for the Islanders. And because everybody forgets Wade Redden was drafted by the Islanders. Yes. And um, there's then there's a lot of those there's a lot of those factors that teams aren't exactly ready for. They're they're preseason for a reason. They're not ready for action. Our Timmy Panarin's not out there. Um, Zabanejad and Kreider weren't out there last night. Vinny Trocek was the top center. It's just those are things that are not going to happen. And what you want to do is you want to get you guys up to game speed, and then you also want to make sure that they're going to be healthy because. The Rangers had a scare with that with Alexei Lafreniere last night, but as far as but as far as the Islanders go, let me also say this: the the Rangers looked terrible that first game against the Islanders. They went to these conference finals. Everybody just just relax; it's preseason. The, the scores of the game don't matter. No. Now, I do have to ask this question, and I was going to put it in the bar talk, but I knew I was going to use this: Is there going to be an adjustment period with Lane Lambert, and if so, how much?
1: Yeah, I, I think. I, I think there is for sure. I mean, even though, uh, he's similar to Barry Trotz, uh, I mean, there's, there's certain things he's changing within the system. Um, you know, getting used to his voice as the head coach, whereas obviously the last couple of years it's just been as an assistant. Um, it is a big difference, even though it doesn't seem like it. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would think they're going to work on these kinks, uh, through, through the rest of training camp and, you know, really try to clean up their game. Cause Lane Lambert did say last night that, uh, in the post game that, you know, there are certain things that they have to work on and clean up. Um, but yeah, adjusting to a new coach, regardless if he was an assistant with that same team last year, it's still, it's still an adjustment period. Um, and again, you know, I, I think he's tweaking the system and that takes some time for the players to adjust to. So uh, hopefully they can get it all worked out before you know, the regular season starts, but um, I'm sure it's something they're going to be working on uh, the next couple of days here in camp.
0: Well, even, even at that, there's another pattern that usually comes out that the devils play most of their regulars and blow the doors off of somebody they did the same thing to the rangers last year in preseason so again everybody come back from the ledge it's all well, gonna be a, fine. Lot of, a lot of times the home
1: team especially in the first preseason game or whatever will will play some of their better players just because they're home and they you know, know they have fans coming in they don't want you know, uh the fans, not that preseason takes are expensive, but I don't they don't want these people spending money coming to the game and you see a bunch of, you know, AHL plugs. So um it's it's par for the course for the home
0: team to play a lot of the regulars. And by the way, state of survival saying this, which is um so- uh, Svachnikov is a consolation prize for Goloshev, but uh Lou loves Sashtakov and he might get a shot. Yeah, he had him in the we'll I mean, that.
1: I don't there's too many guys, I think personally he would have to beat out for a spot. I mean, is it possible he's like the 13th forward and switches on and off with Martin? I guess, but but then I mean, like I mentioned before, you already have Kiefer Bellows trying to fight and win a roster spot somehow. So I, I, I'd be surprised if you know Sashnikov or really any other outlier forward makes the team out of camp.
0: Yeah, and also um DP was saying this one. That uh, 54 on the Islanders was working real hard. Uh, don't know who he is. I, I I didn't actually get to see it either. And Because um, that's actually tape that I have to review. Because there's there's one player I still have to comment on in a second. Brendan Ottman had a great game. He had two assists. Granted, one of them was on that Jimmy VZ bad angle shot. <laughs> but uh, he looked very good, I thought. But we're going to talk more about Brendan Ottman in a second. But Anthony, I did bring up one tweet, and I can't help but I took a little bit of heat for it, and I mean a little bit. Uh, one of our followers uh, was wise enough to call me out because I, I, I always want to be called out because you know what—that's that's how you stay stay nice and humble and you don't get too full cool of yourself. <laughs> but I do have to ask this question though: What is what is exactly the the Vitaly Krasov like? What does he hang his hat on? Does he have this great shot? Is he a great passer? Does he have this great vision? I'm still trying to figure it out, and I shouldn't be asking this from a first round prospect in his third preseason camp. I, I don't, I don't know what he does. I know Kratzoff holds on to the puck. I know Lafreniere is a good skater and has got a little bit of an edge to his game, but what's Kratzoff? And and Phil had a couple of choice comments about him.
1: I mean, I. I think, you know, scouting report was he's a guy that can, you know, kind of stick handle uh, and be very flashy in regards to that. Um, and then that he's a goal scorer. But again, you know, some of these players have a little bit of issue translating their game to North America. Um, you know, they, the, the NHL game is much different. Um, you really have to work hard and you have to be physical. You have to get engaged. Um and that's something he's gonna have to adjust to. And there's certainly an adjustment period. But listen, he, he's a guy that we saw a little bit of an entitlement issue in the past. You know, obviously he didn't make the team, he pouted, got sent to Hartford, took his ball and went home. Um he seems like he's more open minded this time around and maybe a little bit more mature. Uh, but he's gonna have realized if he wants to stick in the NHL and not ride buses in Hartford, he's gonna have to play a complete game and show that he belongs. So uh, we'll see how the rest of the training camp shakes out. But I, I would be really surprised if he wasn't on the opening night roster.
0: Yeah, that's that's something I'd be shocked if he isn't, also because he's an asset. And I believe if, and he can refuse to serve. I, I think it's a one-way contract that he's got now. So it's, uh, if, if you end up sending him down, you're saying goodbye to him. There better be a trade yeah. in place before that happens. Because I actually thought he was going to be here last year and then he wasn't. And, you know, again, maybe that's not the problem. By the way, General, always good seeing you. And also, anytime anybody you see us, make sure you like us, subscribe, and hit the bell. Because that's how you don't miss anything. We've actually been growing. Do you know why Nelson didn't play in the game? Um, I, I don't know. The only thing I know is
1: that uh, he, you know, he's skating. And they said there's no, there's no issues with him. Just uh, hasn't gotten in the game. Which, you know. Fine. It is what it is. I, I mean, Brock Nelson's one of the most important players. I'm not I'm not in a rush to throw him in a meaningless preseason game either, but I'm sure he'll get in the next one.
0: Yeah. I mean, and the good thing about, again, hockey, as opposed to, say, like football or something like that, is, you know, you don't make one wrong cut and end up blowing out your knee or anything, and then you're done anyway. So that's, that's just where it gets even worse. So... Everybody, by the way, so that's just some of our thoughts. We have a lot more preseason thoughts coming up in a minute. Uh, We're also going to be doing uh, some betting odds in about a second. But before I even mention the betting odds, I also have to mention on air that Anthony's Buffalo Bills lost to my Miami Dolphins this Sunday. And uh, fortunately, the game was not one or two more seconds longer.
1: That's what what (laughs) grinded my gears the most, is that if there's literally one second longer, the Bills likely win that game because he probably would have hit that field goal Um, i
0: looked at all the stats of that game and say how did the dolphins win it to begin with but that strip sack you only had five yards to go for a drive that really helps i mean i knew that last play
1: Allen was rushed and you know he honestly he did a good job getting away from it i thought he was going to get sacked but um that the way that play took it took too long unfortunately and uh I knew once once he completed that to Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, I'm sure you, as a Dolphins pan, fan, was probably like shitting yourself. But I, I mm-hmm. knew that he wasn't getting out of bounds in time. The way he's fast, but I knew he wasn't getting out of bounds.
0: And right yeah, then that's, yeah, I
1: knew the game was over. I'm like, they're not they're it, not going to get back to the line of scrimmage in time.
0: It almost so, would have been smarter for him to slide down, take the down, like that. That you're down. Everybody runs up to the line. You save a few seconds. There are certain tactics like guys just don't understand or know about, but that is one of them. I mean, Victor Cruz was famous for that one. The butt punch. Yeah, oh my goodness. I was, like, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, they, they just basically gave
1: this game to the Buffalo. Uh, when that happened, I was like, my confidence rose again that Buffalo was going to win
0: the game. Um, yeah, but. but you know what? They're, I think they were better off in that situation anyway, because Buffalo would have to get in the end zone and, uh, at least with the field goal, you got a little bit more distance. And I think that was an even trade-off, to be honest with you. But, yeah, nothing – you think that's bad. Everybody wants to say that's bad. They forget about the butt fumble. The butt fumble is the worst play I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And the worst part is I didn't even see it. I picked up a friend of mine that the Patriots scored. By the time we walked into the bar two blocks later, <laughs> the, the, the jets were down 35 nothing and a friend of mine goes you will see this play for the rest of your life so yeah. and th- this is a great point too buffalo was
1: out poyer Hyde, um their their secondary was totally depleted um and they still despite that hung in there so um again it is, it is yeah. what it is uh but it was, oh. it, was, it, was it was disappointing
0: well uh, anyway so for me i I did have to, I did have to I I did have to kind of rub it in a little bit uh for you but uh everybody if since football season is upon us click the link below you bet um get 125% back with uh betus.com with a deposit cuz we're also going to look at some betus.com futures that are coming up for the NHL right now and First things first, we'll go look at the over/unders on the Rangers and the Islanders in their points. Let me just set that up real quick. I got that right there and here we go. Anthony, for let's start with the Devils first. Do you see them? The better bet is over 90 and a half points or under 90 and a half points. Um I would go under. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I I don't see them having completely healthy goaltending the entire time. And they're a team on the rise, but there's also a lot of uh, different factors that I kind of see coming. I don't want to allude to enough of it because we're going to be talking about them in the bar talk in a minute. Yeah. All right. New York Islanders over 93 and a half points. Um, I mean, I, I can go,
1: I can go, either either way on this um but i'll I'll lean i'll lean towards the i'll lean towards the over i i do think they are going to be a much better team than last year um and last year from february on they were one of the best teams in the metro so uh i think uh i think
0: they'll bounce back this year so um i'll i'll go with the over uh I'm going to go with the over 2 but I think it's going to be like 95 points, 96. I don't think it's going to get to 100. Um we'll see about that as soon enough only because if they're not the only team that's improved. That's why with the even with the Rangers, I think the Rangers are a 100 point team. But I don't know about 110. I don't know about that. So we're going to see about that soon enough. So obviously I tip my hand on that. I got the Rangers going to hundred points over 99.5. How about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll go the over two. Um, and the
1: Rangers are, are interesting because, you know, last year, as I'm sure, you know, there, a lot of their success, you know, was upon Chris Kreider having a career year and, you know, Igor Shusterkin turning out one of the better years that we've seen goalies do in the last couple of years. So, um, you know, if, if, you know, Igor were to, to regress, not regress, but if you, instead of being, you know, Superman, he was just, you know, he was just really, really good. You know, that, that could make a difference in a couple points, but either way, I think they're, they're a hundred point team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even try to reduce Igor's numbers a little bit, maybe not to like almost record setting, but I do think Igor is who he is and you for I don't want to use the term "live with it" because the Ranger fans will definitely live with it, but I do think, like the same way Sorokin might get better, I, I can see kind of Igor staying right where he is. Like that low goals against and that high save percentage. The number one thing that's going to get better, I think, for the Rangers is their defense. Uh, Country Miller is going to be closer to what he was the last two months instead of the first three months. Yeah, and uh, I just think I, I think there's going to be. More consistency from their blue line. We'll see about that one. All right, Anthony, let's go to the Hart Trophy. So, who do you who would you look at over here and say that is a good bet to win the Hart Trophy?
1: I mean, can you really start off by not mentioning the obvious, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl. Um, I mean. I, I, those guys are always going to be the first picks and the, and the best, you know, the best odds because they're the best players in the league. And, you know, Connor McDavid's always going to be a guy that puts up video game numbers. So he's always going to be in the conversation. Um, you know, then you yeah, have some people it takes away from him that he has Leon Dreisett on the same team. But um, at the end of the day, this is still the best player in the world. And, you know, until someone unseats him um, in that regard, uh, I know Austin Matthews won it last year, but. I still think it's Conor McDavid's trophy to lose every year. Personally, he's, he's, he's that good. Um, with that said, I beated the drum last year for Kirill Kaprizov to be a dark horse MVP. Um, I mean, that guy um, almost, almost a hundred points, right? Do you have like 97 points or, or somewhere, somewhere along those lines? In um, that neighborhood. Yeah. I believe it was 97. Ryan Hartman and Matt Zuccarello. I mean, yeah, I, I, th- this, it's not like he has another leon dry style next to him i mean he he's on to me um in the truest sense of the word most valuable player if you take Kirill kaprizov off, off that team mark where would you say the minnesota wild are
0: absolutely nowhere so uh, absolutely yeah. nowhere that's that's where they'd be and by so, the way that is my best bet because i think i'd rather lay down the money and get the better odds with kaprizov uh i think it's a plus 1500 right there is that's that's where it's you're gonna make more money on that. Connor McDavid, you're gonna make some, but yeah, you're not gonna
1: make much money and, betting on McDavid.
0: Yeah, no, and and that's that's another thing too because then you can't help but look at who's who's the worst bet for the MVP. And Anthony, I'm gonna start this one off. kill McCarr, they got kill McCarr on this list higher than Igor Sisterkin, who was nominated. It was a finalist. I would say nominated because I always think that's what it was in my head when I was younger. Um, Alexander Barkov who played on a president's trophy team and his own teammate, Miko Rantanen and former MVP, Nikita Kucherov, they got him at, at uh plus 1500 Anthony, a defenseman hasn't won the MVP since Bobby Orr. it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, Cal McCars, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of love that he's, he's, I mean, I don't know. Put that the text I sent you guys, uh, from EA Sports is you know ratings. They literally had McCarr and McDavid tied for for stick handling. Like, I mean, yeah. it's getting a little too far. And Camel McCarr is an unbelievable defenseman. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's he's an electric skater. Uh, he's you know, he, and being that he's so good skating, he could skate with anybody. We saw him skate with McDavid. Um, you know, take the puck off him a couple of times during the playoffs. Uh, he's unbelievable. But it, I mean, you're you're literally. I know it's a video game. But really, you're going to say that McCarr has the best hands in the league along with McDavid. I mean, it's just the love for him is just getting to astronomical highs. And yeah, for him to win the MVP, I mean, as a defenseman, I mean, I don't know. I don't he would have to he'd probably have to have a 100 point year uh, for that to happen. I mean, Roman Yossi almost hit it. He still didn't even win the Norris. So, um, yeah, McCarr (laughs) would have to do some pretty ridiculous things to win the most valuable trophy also while having Nate McKinnon on the same team. So yeah, I I I wouldn't see I, I wouldn't bet on McCarr to win the MVP trophy either, Mark. You're not alone.
0: Yeah. And I do have to say this, and and, and it, it paint I'm gonna use this little example before I read General's uh comment right there for the audio people, which is you know what Kyle McCar is now to me, Anthony? He's the dark knight. And I mean the movie. It, that movie was fantastic. I loved that movie. I saw it, I think, three times in the theaters that year. Then I went on IMDb and I saw it listed as the fourth best movie of all time. And I went, stop. It is not that good. And there are still people that think it's the greatest. It's, it's one of the greatest movies ever. It's got plenty of flaws. And now, granted, and, and why I'm saying this with Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr shouldn't have won the Norris last year. Roman Yossi should have won the Norris. He had more points. He was on a team that needed him more and he carried his team. He literally carried his team and Kel McCarr wins the Norris trophy. Because by the way, here's what I think what's going on around the NHL. I'll have this rant in next week, hopefully when it's the three of us all together. But I mean, I just think, (laughs) I just think that, uh, I think that the NHL wants to spread around their rewards. They're like, oh, it's, it's it's unfair to give two Norris trophies to the guy that earned it. Shut up. Give him the Norris. He won it. I mean, even in the 90s, Brian Leach couldn't win more than two because of Bork uh, and Chelios. So there you go with that. Now, by the way, what General saying right here, it's a hot take, but I think Huberdeau is a dark horse candidate. And I got to agree with you. I think Huberdeau is a dark horse candidate. And Romanello is kind of hit on the, the, the nail on the head, too. The McCarr hype is beyond ridiculous now. Yeah, he's a great player, but people need to settle down. His hands are better than Patrick Kane. No. And, I, and
1: honestly, I would, we're talking about hands. I would actually have Kane ahead of McDavid, believe me. And when it comes to pure dangling, pure dangling, pure stick handling, I would have Kane, I honestly, as number one. But that's neither here or there. But, yeah, McCarr hype, don't get me wrong. I, I do think, overall, he's the best defenseman in the National Hockey League right now. All things considered, the whole package. But you don't think um, you should
0: have won the award last year.
1: No, I do think Roman Yossi should have Roman Yoshi should have won. Him. I mean, yeah. the guy almost had a hundred points, which is which is ridiculous. Um, and being that he plays on the team in the National Predators that aren't, you know, exactly the Harlem the Harlem Globetrotters out there. So um, I would have given it to Roman Yossi.
0: And uh, by the way, upstate Isle is uh, just chimed in with best movie ever gone with the wind or Casablanca. You're going to have a lot of people that'll tell you either one could be it on IMDB. The top 250 voted on movies of all time. Uh, Godfather one and two usually rotate between two and three and number one Shawshank Redemption Mm -hmm. has voted on. And I, I I mean, all of them are great movies, but it doesn't mean that, I mean, if you said that they're the greatest movie ever, objectively speaking, I'm going to say yes, me and my favorites, the usual suspects, Anthony, but that's a different story. So let's move on to the last one, which is who are your best bets for the Stanley Cup? Because I got to tell you this, Anthony, the, uh, on top of the Kel McCarr thing, there's another one that just makes me shake my head, which is, there we are, Colorado Avalanche, of course, they're, they're plus plus five hundred, 500. Plus 1,100, Anthony, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Go ahead. give me Give me your best. I mean... <laughs>
1: We all know what their 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 deficiencies are. Um, they they can't win a, a playoff round, but they're still always going to be up there, viewed as a favorite just because of you know who everyone, everyone they have. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. Um, they got a great group of forwards, um, and the media loves pumping the tires of the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I, I don't see them winning a Stanley Cup this year. Um, you're not you're not winning a cup with with that defense. And Ilya Samsonov and Matt Murray as your goaltenders. You're 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 just not. you it's it's not happening. And you know, I'll gladly eat crow at the end of the year if they you know hoist the cup over their heads. But I do not see the Maple Leafs winning the, the Stanley Cup. I, I just don't. Um, I see I can see the Avalanche being the favorites again for sure. Um, the Lightning are still hanging around there. Um, the Panthers I don't know about the Panthers. Um, still going to be a good team, but I, I'm I'm a little. I'm a little uneasy about them. Uh, I like the hurricanes. I like the flames too, Uh, but not the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just, I just don't see it.
0: Well, I mean, that is spoiling with one of our worst values. We're going to get to that in a second, but I gotta, I gotta agree with you on, on the Panthers. I'm a little bit uneasy with them. Calgary flames though. You're talking about it. I'm going from a smaller view. So I want to make sure I get the number right. That they're a plus 1900 to win the Stanley cup right now. They were my pick last year to win the cup. Anyway, they fell short. They they might have more snarl this year. They might have more defensive capabilities. This this looks like a more Daryl Sutter team. That's a great value. The St. Louis Blues at uh, plus uh, that's plus twenty nine, plus twenty nine hundred, and of course the Rangers at plus twenty one. The Toronto uh, you know what I just I'll just skip right to the worst. Toronto Maple Leafs. What the hell are you doing, Vegas? Uh, plus eleven hundred. They want a playoff round. You the, the the last team I believe that didn't win around in the playoffs, and then a Stanley Cup, the following postseason that they went in was the the Carolina Hurricanes under Peter Laviolette, and I, I have to look up what they did in two thousand and four because I can't even remember. But in two thousand and two, that team went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and a lot of the same components was still on. Bet U.S. Uh, bet U.S. Yeah. We we went with Bet US because it's the uh, we have a link with them. So (laughs) so again, you could always do that. But I mean, other other ones. I mean, you never. I'm high on the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks have. uh, I just had them a second ago. I I think that's like plus sixty one. That's that's unbelievable. But I mean, the LA Kings could be a lot better. But I don't know about winning a cup. But you get the St. Louis Blues, the, that that could be a real a real good team. They're, although, what are they going to do with Tarasenko at the end of the year? I don't know. So if you had to do a two-team parlay for the Stanley Cup final for the most amount of money, what would you do right now? Uh, well, you can't do a parlay for a
1: Stanley Cup. It's one or the other.
0: No, but I could always do this, actually. I, 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 that was a question that came up in my head just now. Uh, odds to win the East and the west i'll just i won't bother scrolling down further than that there you go uh
1: to win to win the west um i mean if you're strictly speaking from getting trying to get the most value not just picking on the you know like picking the avalanche would be easy i would go
0: i would go with the flames uh and the hurricanes i am i'm gonna go back to my stanley cup prediction last year the rangers and the flames again and then that, that's, that's a hell of a pick for both of those. So, all right. So that's enough of breaking down the futures. Let's talk about the present and what do you guys think? What are some of the best bets for the NHL this year with the futures? As I said before, we do have a link for betus.com. Hopefully when we get bigger, we have other accounts as well. So, um, and don't forget, you can also click on the link below, get some of the big Apple hockey hats. They are actually going fast. Uh, I, I haven't sold any on eBay yet. I've sold them all in person though. So there you go. Uh, and I actually think that they look great, but that's just me. All right, Anthony, let's do some bar talk. You got it. And...
1: Shot, this is the easiest cyber have to answer. Miss say beer. I can't even begin to describe.
0: I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Once again, everybody, welcome back to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're going to buy everybody around? you need to so-so, you don't have a beer? And... Oh God, just give me a shot. I need a shot right now. That's, that's what I need. (laughs) So (laughs) once again, by the way, I mentioned before the big Apple hockey trucker hats are available right now on our eBay store. Click the link below and I'll have it shipped out to you. But Anthony, we're going to start with a guy that we were talking about in the first segment. And I said before that uh, we're going to mention more about him. Brennan Ottman will make the opening night roster for the New York Rangers. Um. So you mean uh, actually playing
1: or just on the roster
0: uh, we'll go with on the roster
1: um, I'll go I'll go beer uh, I could see I could see where he makes opening roster and he gets the nine you know he gets uh, the nine game the nine game look and they you know send him back to juniors before he plays the before he plays the tenth game um, but I mean overall as far as playing I mean who mark who's he who is he playing over? He's not, he's not a guy that you really want to start on the fourth line. You know, the third line, let's assume it's the kid line. I don't, who is he playing over? I don't, I don't see him. I don't, I don't see him unseating someone to the point where the Rangers then have to pass a player through waivers just because they want him on the roster to have him play. So um, again, I I don't see it. I, I could see him making the roster and, you know, getting the, getting the taste of being a pro hanging around the guys and, you know they you send him back to junior after a couple of games, whether it be he actually plays or he's just you know there for the experience. But I don't, I don't see him actually being an everyday player and, and making this team and being here the whole year. So uh, I'll I'll go beer.
0: And because of the way this is worded and uh, the circumstances, I'm going to go beer as well. The reason why is because I could see him just as you outlined being on the roster maybe getting one or two games to play and then they slide him down to juniors because you have to take advantage of contract options. And that, that goes with almost any sport, regardless what it is. It's a business just as much as it's a game. And maybe they see him in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not. But the other thing, it's sort of like when we talk about the Patrick Kane thing, Anthony, that when people say, oh, what about Patrick Kane and dealt to the Rangers eventually? Then that means Lafreniere and Kako went horribly wrong. In this case, that meant the Rangers were willing to put him on the roster and say goodbye to Kratzoff right away. Look, as much as I have the critique on Vitaly Kratzoff, I'm trying to give the kid a chance. And I'm trying to figure out what his game is because that's what coaches should be doing. You got to maximize them. But as soon as if, if you put Brendan Othman Ro- on this roster and not Vitaly Kratsov, there better be a trade in place. It's just that simple. He is, he's not going to Hartford. And yeah. the other problem is, why would he? So, that's that's the other thing, too. Ahmed did have two assists on Monday night. And as I said, he was the number one star. But also, well, like I said before, one of the assists, great. The other one, it was on a goal that it was a bit of a seeing-eye goal. So, I And mean, I wouldn't exactly say that. Hey, Anthony, do you remember what happened in 2015? Where there are cash-strapped organizations like the Blackhawks and – the uh, and the uh, and I almost said the Blackhawks again, the Boston Bruins that they couldn't re sign two defensemen, such as Nick Letty and Johnny Boychuk.
1: Yep, I remember that day very well. Both on the same day, Gar Snow pulled off, pulled it off, and um, a lot of Islander fans are most excited they've been in, in years. Uh, right before that season started getting these two guys,
0: it was huge. And that's a way to improve your blue line quickly you just go to another team, go look, you can't afford anybody. So I'm just gonna just pluck that guy off. Thank you very much. So Big Lou needs to exploit cash trap teams before the season starts. I mean, I'm
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go round here. Um it's it's no secret that he didn't, you know, he didn't obviously do anything in the regular season. Um and making a move like Snow did, um, I think that could go a long way, whether it be for a forward or um Another, another veteran defenseman, although it seems like they're really liking Robin Salo. Uh, but I think it would go a long way. However, um, I mean, Lou, let's face it, Lou's stubborn. He, he, he already, you know, put the kibosh on our deal anyway. So I don't really have any, I, I really don't have any worries about me saying that right now. It's, it's the truth. Um, and I think, I think he's, re- he's relying on um, last year being an outlier, which we've all, we've all talked about and mentioned, I think he's banking on the team performing again and saving the cap space that he has to then make a move at the trade deadline, like he's done, uh, you know, prior years with Pajot and Palmieri. I think that's his game plan. Um, and as you know, Mark, uh, every day as the season goes on, uh, you accrue cap space uh, mm-hmm. each, each and every game, each and every day. So again, the Islanders have, and you know, David, actually, you know, they're not. You look at half the league on uh, cap friendly. Half the league is either over the cap or have like, you know, $800,000 of cap space. The Islanders have close to 3 million. So I think, again, I, I think his game plan is that last year was an outlier, uh, they're going to be a good team. And on the trade deadline, he's going to maximize the space he has. And again, he's going to make a move for forward uh, like he's done in prior years. However, I think he should make a move now before the season starts. But I don't think he's going to. Uh,
0: I think he thinks his team is on the floor. I use that line from the uh, from Hoosiers all the time. But yeah, he kind of does need to exploit some of these teams because that's when you can get some good value and lose lose more of a trade guy. He's always been a trade guy more than a um, uh, than a free agent guy. So he'd rather trade for somebody and then judge whether or not their their value right there because i think he he's you're able to plan for the contract and you know what you have because the guy's already signed like first things first as far as answering the questions go i'm I'm gonna buy everybody around on this one but to back up what you're saying anthony uh, there's 12 teams that are over the cap at the moment right now five more with less than a million dollars worth of cast base that is as anthony said over half the league so 17, <laughs> yeah. 17, um, not 16. 16 would be half. 17 makes like, it over half the uh, a per, 50%. A perfect example so, But the Islanders perfect. do have 2.360 in, in cap space right now. Deadline space, they have 10 million. So they're one of the few teams, if the, if the trade deadline was tomorrow, they could trade for Patrick Kane and not have to worry about absorbing money. The perfect so,
1: example would be out in Vegas, Nick Haig. Young defenseman still unsigned. Um, you know, Vegas is in a pinch. That's where, you know, Lou, if he was savvy, would, you know, sweep in and acquire a guy like Nick Hague and round out your, you know, top six and maybe give, you know, Robin Salo some extra time. I mean, he, he's even said himself, he, he'd rather bring up guys too late than too early. That would give him the ability to do that. Um, mm-hmm. but that's exactly the type of move. Um, or as Core saying. Um, you know Rasmus Sandin. He's an, he's another RFA that's unsigned. The, that's another situation where you know Lou could look to look where Lou could look to go. But again, so you, this is absolutely round. He he should do it, um, but he's he's not going to. He's going to bank on
0: the team being good. Adds at the deadline. That's you know, by I'm the saying. way, I uh, it's funny you guys are mentioning that because more on those two names in a few minutes. Hey Anthony, last night in net, Vitek Vanacek was the Devil starter, and he made 11 of 12 saves. Obviously, the Shostakov shot escaped him, but that would escape a lot of goaltenders. Vitek Vanishek will be the Devil starter by New Year's Day.
1: Round. I, th- I already think he is the starter. Um, Jonathan Bernier is, you know, coming off a, a pretty big injury, and Mackenzie Blackwood has been, you know, very up and down. I, I think it's Vitek Vanishek's net to lose, so
0: this is easy round. He's the Devil starter. Anthony, you there's a sentence that you hit that is a hundred percent right. That that's why I have to get to the word beer, and you said it's his net to lose, and the only way you can lose it is if you're if he gets injured. And Vitek Vanacek has got a history of injuries. He's he's never been really a hundred percent the entire time. We'll see about that. I mean. I don't think Mackenzie Blackwood's going to be recovering, and I don't know what's left with, for John of the Bernier. So the temptation is for me to agree and say it's it's definitely uh, around, but I I still haven't seen a healthy Vitek Vanacek his entire career. But granted, it'll all two years that I, I really got to see him. That was a quick devil segment, right? <laughs> anyway, Anthony, we got to go to – Two other goalies or goaltending situations that are in there that we're probably going to be talking a lot more about because Spencer Knight signed a four-year, $4.5 million annual average contract. Uh, Spencer Knight will be the Florida Panthers starter by opening day.
1: Opening day? This is New Year's Day. Oh,
0: sorry, opening day, New Year's Day.
1: Uh, shot. I'm, I'm going to say it's Bobrovsky. They're paying him a lot of money. 10 million, I, I think they, you know, they would look to move him this offseason. I'm sure they tried this year and just couldn't do it. Um, and even next year, there's no guarantee. It's going to be really, really hard to move Obrowski. But, um, and I know he's very up and down. He's sporadic. But um, I think, uh, I think it's his net. Spencer Knight uh, has a high ceiling, um, albeit he hasn't really, he hasn't really lived up to it yet. And just believe me, he's still young. There's still a lot of time. Um, so, you know, if he was already looking like he's being like, he's an elite goalie right now, I would tell you, you know, round, no doubt about it, but, um, that's not the case right now. I still think it's Bobrovsky's net. So I'm going to go shot.
0: Uh, I, I am looking at these guys and you are hundred percent right on this. My goodness, $15 million on two goalies. I've said before, I'll say it again. Why did they sign Bob to this contract and then, dra- sorry, after drafting a goalie in the first round, like you, you should have signed him shorter term? Because as we broke down in, in our own group chat, uh, hypothetical, hypothetically speaking, talking about buying him out eventually, it would cost them six point six six million dollars for the next three years, and then it would be another. 1.6 for the next two. That's a lot of cap space to eat, but you know, I mean, then again, look, look at the, the Minnesota wild and they're like, yeah, you talked to us about cat penalties. So, uh, I am going to say beer because unfortunately Bobrovsky has not had that track record of success. And that as the foam covers Anthony's face whenever I do that. And, and and he just hasn't had that track record of success in Florida. And as I broke down in the video that I put out last week, the uh, most underpaid players in the league, he registered, he comes in at $257,000 a win. Yeah. And that was a good season for him. What if they regress? I mean, if he regresses, then he's like 300, over $300,000 a win. That's not going to be, That's not going to be going up. (laughs) Panthers are hoping Putin dress Bob. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Hopefully that's not the case anyway. Anthony, I got to go to one of my favorite stories this year. I I can't believe this. One more goaltending battle for us. But Matt Murray will be the least starter by New Year's Day. And I'm going (laughs) to go right back to Shot. Oh, wait. There it is. There's the shot. I mean, there's no chance. Matt Murray is not going to be healthy by January. Uh, I'll start that one off. And the Matt Murray that won two Stanley Cups, I haven't seen him in four years. So <laughs> can everybody please just stop? And yeah, Matt um... Murray, when he was winning those two Stanley Cups, had, pro- had problems with health. That's one reason why he came in so late in the second Stanley Cup run. And why... I still maintain that if Ottawa didn't blitz marc Andre Fleury, he'd be the one in net, and who knows? Maybe Pittsburgh doesn't win back-to-back cups. Maybe Ottawa goes on to win, and Nashville or Ottawa wins their first Stanley Cup. I don't know, but Anthony, I, no, it's not going to uh, be Matt Murray. I'm
1: I'm going to go I'm going to go shot. Uh, I think I think Samsonov has probably has the advantage right now. Um, I think he has. At this point, he has more upside. Matt Murray is who he is at this point. Samsonov, at least, still could maybe get to where people thought he would be when he came to the league. But I mean, I don't like Matt Murray at all. I think he's a little bit made of glass, um, and he he's just simply hasn't been good. Uh, I think it's going to be unless I mean, if Murray's the starter, that doesn't really say much because that means Samsonov must be really bad. So I'm I'm going to go shot on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, just. <clears throat> I I it's how does how does anybody look at Toronto and just go that's the goaltending combo we're gonna go with that's yeah. that's gonna be the successful one. All right, let's go to a player that had his troubles last year. Yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're trying. <laughs> I believe me, I'm I'm trying to find a spot where all three of us are together, especially with Phil, and that's why I'm so trying to. Like, if I got to do it on three hours sure. of sleep on a Saturday morning, I'll have to do it. So. Just to, just to get us all because we, we got to do it for the season premiere. All right. Anthony, to a guy that had contract problems last year, Jack Eichel will score 90 points this season with the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: I'll go beer. Um, if he's fully healthy and, he, and he's ready to go, fresh year, starting off with his team. You know, last year he joined them late. Um, I By the time he came back from his injury, that is um, – I'm, I'm going to say that he'll end up with 80 points. Uh, I, I mean, I, maybe you can get to 90, but um, I don't think it's a lock. I could definitely see him landing somewhere around, you know, 80, 82, 83. So uh, I'll go beer. Um, with that said, <clears throat> I'm not really high on Vegas. I mean, th- their goalie right now, Lauren Persuad still hurt. So you're, you're talking Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. They're two goaltenders to start the year. Um, not particularly good. Uh, I think uh, this Vegas team, it was a shock when they missed the playoffs this past season. Would not be shocked if it happened again. I, I do like the fact that they added Phil Kessel late in the offseason. That should help. But um, yeah, I, I don't really see them as an offensive juggernaut. Uh, but Jack Eichel is really talented. I, I st- still do think he can get to at least close to 90 points. So I'll go beer.
0: Uh, hey, Anthony, have you ever had a major injury or, or surgery in your life so far? No, knock on wood okay well i hope you never do either so i i do have to say uh like about four years ago i had hernia surgery and it it took just getting back to playing golf again it 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 took a little bit of time for me to actually just trust my body until i just started doing it instinctively and not even thinking about it anymore i think it's a natural feeling you're you're afraid of what you can and can't do even a world-class athlete like jack eichel and eventually I think he's he, towards the end of the season. Really started to trust his body a little bit more. That's going to be gone this year. That's going to help. He's going to have. Assuming, I uh, I mean, Mark Stone's thirty-one, so he should have Mark Stone. That's go- that's going to be healthy. All these guys are going to be healthy. I I hope he is. I I, I hope he is going to be ready for that and be healthy. I'm going to go beer too. I want to buy around on this. I want to say that he's going to be the superstar. We all think he is, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if so. it's going to happen. It's, I, I kind of go with the same thing you say. If you're telling me he puts up these numbers again, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing, but I do wonder about Vegas's depth, Anthony. That's going to be, um, that's going to be tough. Now, by the way, you mentioned before, uh, Hague. And, um, and also Rasmus Sandin, but Rasmus Sandin and Jason Robertson are two of the four remaining uh, RFAs to not be signed yet. Rasmus Sandin will play a game before Jason Robertson. Um,
1: I'll go, I'll go around because I think they, I think they both don't miss any games. Um, I think they'll both, they'll be signed uh, hopefully, you know, pretty soon, uh, and be, you know, be in the lineup come, come the time the regular season starts. Uh, I mean, yeah, anything's possible. They, they could kick, you know, keep this holdout going, but I think both are going to get signed and they will be in the lineup for the, you know, opening night. So I'll, I'll go round again because I think they both don't miss
0: any games. Uh, Nope, I'm going to go shot. Uh, I just think rasmus Sandin's situation, they're so far apart, and I think that they're going to be uh, – it's its just not going to happen right away with them. You know, I hope it is. I hope I, ho- I hope neither one misses games because you you want to see all these teams at full strength. I don't know what Toronto's going to do without Sandine. There's now the idea of, oh, maybe we don't need Sandine. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So uh, I, I'm going to say that – I'm going to say they – I'm going to tend to agree with you that they should both be playing. I think Dallas is going to buckle down and say, Jason, this is, here you go. Uh, they might sign him and then try to figure out who to move in order to make the money work. There aren't many guys that they can move on their roster, though. I mean, they not moving Sagan and and uh, well,
1: they have, they have $6.3 million of cap space and you got to believe Robertson's at least getting 8 million. So you know, maybe a million and a half or so in change of salary, they're going to have to move out. Um, who that might be, I don't know. Um, have to look at the roster, but uh, they are certainly going to have to make an adjustment to get Robertson. In. And, he, and he's their most important player. Aside from Rope Hintz and Jake Ottinger, um, you'd think he'd be in the fold. Uh, they, got, they got to get him signed. They do. They absolutely have to get him signed. He's crucial. And,
0: and again, players that usually miss out on camp and some preseason – it it affects them. It always affects them, and yeah. almost regardless of the sport that you want to say it does, whether it's hockey. I mean, I remember Derek Stepan, and it kind of affected him in 2016, or um, or you know, hell, any running back. If you ever play fantasy, a running back holds out. Don't draft that running back. That's usually what I have to say about that. Although, look, uh, that didn't work out with me with Alvin Kamara two years ago. But anyway. And uh that oh wait, by the way, Anthony has one more I have to say. Did you hear the Seattle Kraken are looking for a mascot? No, they're gonna unveil them on Sunday. They're they're cracking, their 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 mascot's gonna be awful. Why do you say that? No, no, it's just well, <coughs> round beer shot. Oh I mean,
1: shot? I mean, I don't really have any reason. I mean <laughs> um, I don't know this it's is just like a, a
0: quick oh yeah, they wanted a beer. Uh, shot there you go <laughs> I'm sure I mean, it'll be they, some
1: they, sort of it'll be some sort of squid maybe or uh, huh. I mean octopus or
0: it, oh, it's got to be a fish right they throw the fish yeah. there don't they it's got to be a throw, fish
1: they throw like sockeye salmon I believe um on the ice along there you lines. go
0: there you go yeah. Paul there the, the, get the salmon get him in there he's Sammy that's that's what you call them. You can put the L in there even though they don't pronounce it. And and we just we just made the the we just made the mascot for him. And if you haven't seen the video, it's actually a pretty good video with Detlef Shrimp in there. And I, I like it even more that the little girl couldn't pronounce his name and she <laughs> gave up on it. She just went. Detlef, uh he's from the sex. And at the end, uh he, he was he was mentioning about um uh, bringing back the old Sonics uh, mascot, and she goes, "But the Sonics are coming back." So uh, there's, so there's always that. You know what? Uh, it's just I, I am gonna I am gonna go with beer on this, Anthony, because if it's <laughs> a New Orleans Pelicans situation, and that thing, if you remember the New Orleans Pelicans when it first came out, that thing was terrifying. Uh, that definitely I, haunted I the the dreams of small children for a while. So, all right. Guys, uh, this is kind of a light bar talk today because there isn't exactly that much to, to talk about. I and mean, it's preseason. We're, we're just happy we're getting games again. You guys, uh, th- throw your thoughts down in the comments below. And also, don't forget, like, share, and subscribe if you haven't done it. I'll throw that banner up one more time. And we're actually ready for your questions. This is the second time we've had a show go under an hour. so. Yeah, hey, Mark, what are your... What are your thoughts on on that? Uh, let's see. Besser just re-signed. Yeah, that's uh, why he... I don't I don't see
1: that happening. He just signed an extension, and also it was just announced he's out with a wrist injury, right? Like a couple. Yeah, like he he
0: suffered it in practice. He's out for at least uh, two to three weeks of the regular season. And uh, by the way, so is uh, your boy JT. Yeah, he's dealing with an abdominal injury. Um, yeah. but I i Vancouver's an interesting team because here it is six years, six point six five until 2025. I don't know if the Rangers have that much cap space to move those yeah. two along to get them. And yeah, I don't
1: see him trading him after re
0: signing him either. Yeah. Oh boy. Hey, uh I could see Anthony Anthony the guys are the guys are throwing in some some good requests on the Seattle like uh a squid with a pirate hat <laughs> yeah um Jack Sparrow fighting the kraken or uh, as general saying they should make I don't even know what the hell to pronounce that is it's uh <laughs> it's I wouldn't even try yeah but by the way I do have to hand it to gritty because um I could do that. That thing was scary, but the gritty is really done well. But I mean, going, but going back to what AZ was saying right there, I just, I I don't see it Uh, because I I don't know where the Rangers can upgrade. The the Rangers are going to have a lot of trouble upgrading, especially right now. you got to run these players out because they're not on big contracts. It, I keep talking about this and rolling my eyes because there are people that think that, Oh, you could just, collect every single superstar first off in early 2000s it didn't work for the rangers you can't buy a a team in the nhl you just can't it doesn't work you gotta have guys that are oh 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 is that what a cthulhu is oh
1: all right another thing you mentioned it before with besser and the cap i mean you gotta remember something the the rangers have one million dollars of, of cap space right now that they're carrying, and at the end of at the end of this season, you have you have Heidel, uh, LaFreniere, um, Keandre Miller, Zach mm-hmm. Jones, all RFAs, uh, and the money that you have coming off the books are insignificant salaries like Dryden Hunt and Ryan Carpenter, and um, you know, so. They're, they're going to they're gonna lose someone in the offseason as a cap casualty. Um, I mean, the early suggestions are that it would be Ryan Lindgren, uh, but it's just the nature of doing business in this cap world.
0: It is. And it's also it's a question of whether or not you could get guys and bridge them. I actually think uh, Keandre Miller is going to be the most important New York Ranger this season. If he, if he, Improves and moves forward, then sky's the limit for the Rangers. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, I mean that would just... be
0: big. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't sure on the uh, on the on the monster for a minute. Romanell is asking who is the top deadline target again this year, if. It falls apart. Could be Pasta on the block. I think he could be more desirable than Patrick Kane. Anthony, would you feel this one?
1: Well, Patrick Kane is the more is the top trade line target for sure. Uh, Pasternak, yeah, you're right. Pasternak is a pending UFA. Um, if the Bruins are bad and he's still unsigned, you gotta believe that the Bruins would at least be smart to um, explore the possibility of trading Pasternak. Um, but I would say Patrick Kane, uh, I mean, Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, if the blues are a good team, they might just pull a blue jackets and hold on to them and for the playoffs and just let them leave for nothing. Uh, but so maybe, maybe Tarasenko is a possibility, but I think by far it's Patrick Kane is the top trade, the trade deadline rental. Um, and of course you get other guys that kind of come out of nowhere with their names as the season goes on. Uh, you know, maybe Pierre-Luc Dubois gets moved um, at the deadline as a possibility. Maybe Mark Scheifele, depending on how things go in Winnipeg. Uh, even Blake Wheeler, depending on how things go in Winnipeg. So those are those are just some other names that out there that could be moved. Just thinking off the top of my head. Um,
0: but I think Kane is the prize for sure. Uh, Anthony, hold on. My dog's barking. I'll be right back. Sure. Uh, so-
1: so general i would say not very good um i mean one he's hurt and then two he signed that extension so i would be really surprised if the canucks moved brock besser um i just don't see it happening i mean i do think if they wanted to um you know kind of clear up their cap situation going forward i could see connor garland as a guy that maybe moved out um to make room for re-signing Bo Horvat this offseason, because that's going to be a priority for them, uh, but I, I wouldn't expect Besser to get moved.
0: I'm looking at their cap friendly right now, and I'm trying to find. I mean, probably yeah, they all they all they're over on the cap right now is two point seven million. So that I think Connor Garland might be the guy to move, or Tanner Pearson. Tanner Pierce has got a limited no-trade clause. He's got a 17-no-trade list. Uh, So I think that would probably be it. Look, they re-signed Brock Bester to keep him. They're not trying to trade him away. So I don't think that's going to be it. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? The way
1: they they end up... Roman maybe subtly suggesting that maybe Keandre Miller would be a guy that would go um, for cap purposes... Are you a hard no on that? At the moment, I'm a hard no. I'm a very hard no on moving K. Andrew Miller. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. If
0: anything, I would move. I would move Kako. And I know I, what he's I, saying I, right there. He's saying Miller would get an absolute wall. Yeah, hole. no, and he's right. Uh,
1: I mean, if if he continues on this progression and has a really good year, he would. Yes.
0: Um, but I, here's, I the, would, here's the thing about it. Like, take for instance, there are other people in that it had this really good uh like opinion of Kendra Miller. Like there was a video from the handshake line where John Cooper is saying <laughs> how good of a player he is to him. So it's just one of those things of, you know, he takes another jump. The guy that, the guy that I still see the Rangers moving, if the opportunity presents itself as soon as it can is, jacob truba but he's got to wait one more year on that that's not Um, happening i think i said i I would move um
1: i would move kako before i move miller i I would move kako i made i i've been very vocal about it i'm not i'm not a a fan of kako i i just i don't see him becoming the player that everyone thought he would be at this point mm -hmm. um i mean just look at his production and all the years he's been here so far it's been very subpar um and that's just fact. That's, that's that's just looking at the numbers and seeing he has he has not produced. Um, and if the Rangers want to try to save some cap space, I mean Ryan Lingren's integral part of the team. Well, well, I mean he's he's plays with Fox. I I by far would move Kako before I move any, anybody else on that roster if I if I needed to create space.
0: And uh, just to say one reason to keep Brian Lingren over. Uh, Kendra Miller is Ranger fans. If you remember, Brian Leach's longtime defense partner was Jeff Buka Boom. After Buka Boom basically couldn't play anymore, Brian Leach struggled a little bit to find a new defensive partner. It was either Rich Pilon, Tomas Klochek, uh, and just there's so many things. So, this uh, but, I mean,
1: in theory, this works, but he has a modified no trade clause, I believe, a oh, 15 team lists. And he makes mm-hmm. over three million dollars, so I don't, I, I don't know. The it might not be that easy for the Rangers to trade Goudreau.
0: Uh I wanted to go back to this one. State of survival. Oh, sorry. Uh, You're clicking on that. Done. Stop clicking. <laughs> All right. He was asking question for Ranger fans. Do you guys love Sather? I never hear Ranger fans complain or say anything about him. I mean lou has been mentioned eight billion times. What do you think? What do the Ranger fans think of Sather? Ranger fans have a lot of complaints to say about Sather. I think the reason why you haven't heard complaints about him is because he's eight years, uh, six years removed from being the Rangers GM. That's the answer on that one. And a matter of fact, they're on their second GM since Sather. So there's a lot that say they're bungled. We're, we're there's fans. Fans will talk about that till no end. The, the Rangers never seem to draft well. That's another thing. Anthony, I mean, say
1: there, say there's another old school guy like Lou. I mean, different different philosophies. They are very different, but same that old school mentality, for sure. Um, Mark, you didn't you didn't chime in with the, your thoughts on the Rangers trading Gaudreau and how difficult that would be?
0: Uh, just, okay, yeah. He, oh wait, not Gaudreau.
1: You snubbed it you snubbed it I mean I I responded to it but you, you, you didn't give it the light of <laughs> All right. Well, here's,
0: here's here's my thoughts on that uh, you think trade a good let's go back to that uh, to create scat cast base easy <sighs> here's the thing everybody I always talk about this I talk about roles roles are a huge thing for any team it's where it it's not fantasy hockey and it's not NHL uh 23, where you could just stack your team roster with Sidney Crosby to throw them on the third line. No, oh. you, you got guys that they need to accept what their roles are. Barkley Goudreau is a third fourth line center or fourth line player. You're gonna need those guys because you can't just trade Goudreau and then say Alexei Lafreniere, you're the third line center or something like that. No, it's it's, it's not just- necessarily
1: about trading him because of his role not fitting. I'm talking about from the purpose of of it
0: being feasible because of his contract and and salary i don't but ex- but exactly that that's why i'm not even approaching the other side of that yes his contract is uh i'm doing this 15, off the top of my head even though i can't friendly
1: open 15 team no trade
0: list yeah so yes you can move them because there will be a team to take them Hell, arizona is taking everybody forever yeah. <laughs> that's just oh. what every arizona's game plan is what's your thoughts that? All right, question. Your thoughts upon who will be traded? That'll be a surprise for either the Rangers or the Islanders obtaining.
1: So is he saying surprise of someone that is traded from the Islanders or Rangers or or guys they would get that would be a surprise? Um, I'm reading it as.
0: I'm I'm reading both right now on that.
1: Because then it ends with obtaining. So obtaining would mean who they're getting, but it also kind of reads as who would you be surprised that would be traded from them. I, I don't know. But, I mean, you can answer it either way.
0: Okay. Who would, who would surprise you at the Islanders acquire?
1: Well, I mean, I guess you could say, I I mean, with loose track record, I'd be surprised if they acquired anybody, but, um, uh, remember who's a trade guy. That's true. He, He, I mean, he is, um, I, I would be surprised if they acquired Patrick Kane because, while it's been said that he would come to the New York teams, um, when you look at it from when you look at it from this way, so let's say the Islanders are a good team. Okay, come the trade deadline, they're they're a good team and lose certainly buying. Um, the Rangers are a are going to be a good team, and I'm sure you know they'll be involved in Kane somehow. So it comes down to where Patrick Kane is going to decide his future, Mark. He's gonna decide mm-hmm. his future. The black if it's if it's a team that he's willing to go to, the like well, so basically what I'm saying is if it comes down between the islanders and the rangers and both offers in terms of value are the same, and they say to him, Okay, well, being that you would go to both teams, and for us the offers are the same, we'll let you choose. There's no way he's picking the islanders over the Rangers. So
0: there's only one way he do that, and that's the Islanders are either in a dead heat or ahead of the Rangers.
1: Yeah, even then uh, I don't, honestly for the Islanders to get Patrick Kane two things would have to happen. One, the Islanders offer would have to be so much better than the Rangers that the Blackhawks don't even give him the opportunity at that point to choose, or the Rangers simply don't go for Patrick Kane. Those those would be the only two ways that he would pick the you would pick the Islanders over the Rangers. So to answer this question, I'd be I'd be surprised If they bought, if they got Patrick Kane and just to answer it the other way, in case you were asking that I would be surprised if the Islanders traded Josh Bailey. I mean, the guy's going to reach a thousand games for them uh, this year. Uh, He's, he's been a, a good player for them in terms of, you know, he's been there a long time. He's up there on games played and, and points. I think Lou values loyalty Uh, And I don't think he has any intention of trading Josh Bailey, even though it would help their cap situation. So I'd be surprised if they traded Josh Bailey.
0: I would be surprised if the Islanders traded Matt Barzell. Let's go with the big, let's go for the big swing. Because I think he's staying here. I think they're re-signing him and then that's going to be it. Uh, Now, because the only reason why I'm not saying Josh Bailey, who's going to hit a thousand games with them, or I'm not saying Anthony Bavillier, who's a young player who, a lot of people still covet. Those are usually the two names that everybody throws out all the time on whether or not they're going to be uh, traded. So I think I think those would be the names that would surprise me. A big name guy, because again, Lou trades for big name guys. He's done it with Kovalchuk and with Alexander Mogilny. So that's not that's not too far out of the realm of possibilities. The hard part for me on would be the guys that they would get rid of. I, I guess Pastrnak would be the one that would really surprise me, by the way, because I think he's looking to the team he's going to play with next right now. I don't think it's going to be the Bruins. I think they'd love to keep him in Boston, but I think it makes sense for everybody to deal him and get pieces back because the Bruins are going to need it because yep. AJ Greer had two goals, not the, yes, you're right. not the, and he's, I don't think he's going to be, in the NHL and Anthony, by the way, I had a uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, question pencil. for you. he was asking Anthony, look at I, I, I kind of addressed so this far.
1: when we came on. I, I, I don't really care about preseason. I don't really don't think it has any bearing on what happens during the regular season. I even referenced last year, the Islanders started off their preseason three Oh, and two. Uh, so they didn't lose once in regulation last year. And then look what, you know, look what happened during the regular season. Um, so yeah, while they haven't while they haven't looked good, um, again I, I don't I don't put any stock into it meaning anything in the regular season, so um, I'm not I'm not concerned about their two games thus far.
0: Um, I'm not really concerned about that either. They're just they're just practices. They're glorified practices. That being said, I'm going to the Rangers Devils game tomorrow night. Mm. Be nice to be back at the Garden, but the. The thing about it is, and again, we we were t- we alluded to this earlier. It's sort of like two different speeds out there. You have the young guys that are trying, uh, or the even the veterans, some veterans that are trying to make a team maybe on a PTO or something like that, that are going full speed and trying to do everything, and the other guys whose positions are locked up just trying not to get hurt. But I do think preseason hockey emulates closer to the regular season and uh, I'll put it to you this way. The, the game time goal last night for the Rangers versus the Bruins. It had the most amount of first round picks falling to stop a goal ever. Cause Lafreniere yes. fell down on the back check. Kratsov fell down on the back check. I have to look again. Maybe there was another guy that was, da- that was falling down on the back check. So don't freak out about that one too much. Now, by the way, Anthony, I did want to uh, address AZs on this one. So again, you're reading my mind on this. Uh, what about Blake Wheeler as a rental? Of course, Wheeler. If Will agrees with Jets management to be moved, the other thing is Blake Wheeler in a rental. He's owed eight point two five million dollars next season, not just this yep. one. So yeah. it, it's 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 a long ways away. And, and so, at thirty
1: six and a thirty six years old. Um, it might be it might be hard for them to move that contract. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly possible if Winnipeg. Um, isn't a good team i'm sure winnipeg would ask other teams if they're interested because they would love to get his cap hit uh off their
0: you know books going forward whereas a guy who turns 30 next march is owed 6.125 million dollars for one more season as well and of course that is mark shifley so it's going to be interesting to see exactly what winnipeg does from here what exactly is their blueprint what are they what are they to, to, to quote I Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers, what, what are they, they doing got, back there? What are they doing? Colt,
1: Colt Perfetti, um, he's young. I'm sure he's going to he's gonna make the team. I mean, Dubois made it no secret he really wants to play in Montreal, so if they can move him. And then you build around Kyle Connor, Perfetti, maybe keep, you keep Shifley around, Hellebuck and Goal, there's still a good foundation there. But, well, hey, listen, and Nikolai Ehlers, so they, they got good pieces. Um, if they could just, you know, get rid of some of the – you know, older guys like Wheeler get rid of his salary, um, you know, trade Dubois maybe for in a hockey trade for a similarity, good player, or get picks you know, the Winnipeg could still be on a good path, but I think it all depends on how this season goes for them. Um, General X, struggled. struggled. Does Lou's seat get a little warm? Absolutely. Um, I think his seat got a little warm once he fired Trotz, because then that was him essentially putting himself in the line of fire there. Uh, and then he doubled down on that by not making any additions to the forward group. So yeah, his seat's a, he's, his seat is really warm. Um, if they start off slow um, based on everything that transpired in the off season. Yeah. I, I would think that, you know, his job could be in jeopardy, but um, again, Lou, Lou also doesn't really care at this point. I, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's up there in age. It's his la- I believe it's the last year that he's under contract. So uh, who knows you know what he chooses to do going forward but uh yeah i would say uh his seat's warm for sure
0: this is a question that i've been wanting to ask you for a while and also let's ask you guys right now in the in the comments who is gonna who is more likely to be the general manager of their team next year lula morello or kyle Dubis? <laughs> uh
1: lula morello i guess i mean kyle Dubis. um it's an interesting case, which I was surprised. Um, Brendan Shanahan, I guess, when media for them when camp opened, you know, he clarified that Dubis is not under contract for next year and they're not really negotiating right now. Um, basically, saying you know if they fail again, you know Dubis is likely done. Um, but my question well, you mean, is, Dubis is betting his career on it again. <laughs> How many times can you bet your career on it? But my, my question is, if you're Shanahan, the Maple Leafs. All right. So you're not, you're not going to extend his contract. Um, But if that's the case, why even keep him for this year? Like, I, I I don't, I don't understand you. And again, okay. You're giving him one more crack at the can, but still, if you were willing to not give him a contract extension, um, I mean, why not? Why not have just cut the cord there? I mean, I think it already needed to be done either that or make wholesale changes to your roster. uh, And none of it happened. So it's a little, it's a little head scratching, but um, it seems as though Dubas' seat finally is warm. If, if the Maple Leafs don't win around, he's done. He's done.
0: I, You know what? I don't know. Who knows? They might get the Lightning again, losing seven games. Oh, they make and an then excuse. suddenly it's, hey, you know what? If we didn't lose the Lightning, yeah, it would have been a no. lot better.
1: I, I, listen, I've, it, I've been saying for the last two years now that something should have changed when they lost. Uh, I can't imagine it staying the same if they lose this time. I, re- I really can't. I think,
0: Dubas- I think all of us were in disbelief when they lost the 3-1 lead to Montreal and going, yeah. all right, because there's, all right, here's the thing about, I'm I'm going to go on a rant in a second. I'm trying to dial it back, Anthony, but Kyle Dubas is, has got more excuses than any politician ever. I mean, a couple of years ago was, well, uh, the Canadians—they had that impressive run. If we had devaris that was going to be it. They—they sh- they should have won at the North Division and been in the Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. They are yeah, kicking the same can down the road. They're—they're they're not, and I—and it's not <laughs> to, to to rip the Leaf fans who, in all honesty, sometimes they—I'll say this: Leaf fans deserve a winner. Maybe that's why they're just a little bit. You know, on edge, but I mean, it's, it's what happens this year when they don't win, he's done because they're His not house, winning doesn't a,
1: have a contract.
0: I can tell you that he's
1: fired if that happens,
0: yeah. But then you have Austin Matthews, then you have to try to figure out because he's in the Keith Kachuk situation. Well, a new GM will or come in, Matthew handle. Kachuk. I mean, I'm sorry, a new GM will come in and handle at that point, but and, um, yeah, and what happens when he does uh the florida situation where they basically traded off all their first round draft picks till 2025 so and it's it's i i know i know it's that how i met your mother joke of of you know whose problem that is that's future ted's and but it's it's you know you got to think about it as a team because anthony all you need is a peter shirelli moment of you know what i'm gonna resign miko koskinen to a big money deal And everybody look at him go, holy shit. No, this guy sucks. So, and then look what happened. Koskinen finally was a free agent. No NHL team touched him. And I know he went, I know he went back to to the KHL, whatever, but come on. Somebody couldn't have gotten there. So. Um, To answer the state of survival's question here, Mayfield
1: is, can be an unrestricted free agent this off season. Um, he's been severely underpaid for the last, I mean, three, four years. I mean, he makes $1.45 million. And for a guy as steady as him, that's, that's a real steal. Um, he's definitely going to get a raise uh, for sure. And it's going to be well-deserved. Um, whether the Islanders can afford it or not, I don't know. Um, if the Islanders are a good team again, I could tell you that they would not move him, even though he could be a UFA. If they struggle and it looks like they may miss the playoffs, I guess there's a chance that he could be traded. I think he could – you know as, as a rental, um, making so little, I think he can get back good, you know, a, a pretty solid piece. Um, but overall, I would say that Lou will try to keep him and you know, extend him going forward, but uh, we'll have to see what the price will be. But right now, um, he is very underpaid and that makes his value to other teams pretty high.
0: And a matter of fact, you can get a guy like the uh, if the Islanders are out of playoff contention. Everyone's gonna be knocking on their on their door for him. Yeah, that's simple. He's a because big,
1: most, mean defenseman who could actually,
0: for guy his size, move pretty well. Yeah, because at the trade deadline, here's what you look for: bottom six and bottom pairing <clears> D. <throat> D. You don't often get a, a power play quarterback or a hundred point scorer, or I mean, like the Claude Giroux thing is rare. Pavel Bore getting moved is rare. It's just. It doesn't happen as often. By the way, I gotta oh hold oh, Go ahead. What do you got on this one? I'd be very
1: surprised. Um <clears throat> I mean, I would say no, but if there's a player that comes along, like I for instance, we talked about Patrick Kane and you know competing with the Rangers for him. If you know it came down to you know Raddy having to be in the package so the Rangers didn't get him. Then I guess maybe there's a chance I could see it, but other than that, I would I would say Lou prefers not to trade Ratu. I mean, he, him and DuFour are their best prospects, so I, I don't really see him wanting to do that.
0: Atu or Ratu. Ratu? Uh, I just uh, eventually we'll figure out what name he's going with. Hey, and I just got to address these two comments right here. Ooh, would the, actually hold on. We got one another one to throw in here. Would the Rangers trade Matthew Robertson? They would trade anybody. Uh, they just traded Nils Lundqvist, but I think the real reason why is that I think they're they're looking at Matthew Robinson as a potential uh, bottom six defenseman on this team right now. And you know what? He didn't look, he didn't look bad last night. There wasn't anything noticeable. Yeah, which I mean, sometimes defensemen are they're better not getting noticed. They because if you're not they, noticing them, there's there's no
1: problems. I mean, like you said, Mark, anybody get traded? They just traded Nils Lundqvist, but being that. Would they really, would they really want to trade another young defenseman? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening. It is, anytime again, you got to keep
0: your costs down. You got to yeah. keep your costs down.
1: Um, uh, is he going, saying, if
0: the omelet is playoff bound, I could see Lou getting a veteran like Blake Wheeler for a run. Yeah,
1: that's good. That's right. And lose wheel
0: extra year. Yes. Exactly.
1: That's right. And lose wheelhouse. However, the extra year, 8.25, you'd be, you know, 37 years old next year, one, uh, Want no want no part of it. No yeah. part of it.
0: And that's where a lot of teams are probably gonna look at that and get a little bit scared off. Well just first off, the, the first priority of next year is what are you gonna do with Matt Barzell? And yeah, and that, the Rangers honestly, we have not the Rangers, the right. Islanders, sorry. Richard Ponick is coming be, off the
1: books. I wouldn't based on Barzell's comments, uh I wouldn't be surprised if a deal got done before the regular season started. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely in the stages of where they've been talking. So uh, I could see it happening at some point during this year. And like I said, maybe even before the season starts, who knows? Lou keeps everything close to his chest. He would never let out any, how negotiations are going. So, excuse me, could just come out of nowhere one day. Um, Taking over to Lou, I don't know. We've been, this question's come up, uh, you know, over the summer and whatnot and it's hard to say. I mean, you you can make the direct line to his son, Chris Lamorell, general manager of Bridgeport. Um, but I don't I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if I see that, especially if things don't go well and the owner step in and, you know, let go of Lou, then he then that definitely wouldn't happen. So depending on how this shakes down. But I would think um, Lou would want to hand the job over to maybe someone with a little bit more experience. Um you know, I don't know if he has that nepotism in where he would favor his son there. I would at least hope not. But um other than that, I mentioned his name before. Kevin Weeks was in the was in the conversations for some GM positions uh this past offseason. I think he's a great mind. I, I would be open to that. Um hell, you know, Barry there are thoughts that Barry Trotz wanted to get into, you know, general to be a general manager. I wouldn't even be opposed to Barry coming back to being the, being the GM if Flu was let go, but um But there's, you know, coaches and executives get recycled. I'm sure there's many other names out there of XGMs that could be candidates and assistant general managers that are in roles elsewhere right now. So it really is hard to say. But just off the top of my head, I I would say Kevin
0: Weeks would be maybe a possibility. And look, let me first before we go on from Lou and address two comments that are right here, going back to the Barkley-Goudreau conversation. But the – Lose, I got to credit three guys for changing around the Islanders because when you look at the Islanders the logo, it's not, it's not a joke anymore. And it was, let's be honest, it was getting there for a little while again. They, they went up, they were starting to be good, and then they, they, went, they were backtracking, then Tavares left, and you're going, oh, they're going to be so bad. They went to two conference finals. They, they had a, a great round, run in as first. They're winning organization again. That's the number one thing. The, 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 the UBS arena is a thing. The, the culture is completely different there. Lou's job is done in a way Barry, job, Barry Trotz's job is done. The question is, can they just carry that on? Hopefully they find whoever it is, whether or not it's his son, whether or not it's somebody with a, with a similar vision to keep the culture, but a different way of doing it I, I kind of sort of like, I, and I'll use Chris Drury as an example for lack of a better way to say it, but it's because Chris Drury basically came in and said, we got the Rangers in place. We got the talent. Let's, um, uh, let's focus on making them tougher mm-hmm. to play against. The Islanders are a tough team to play, against. Nobody, uh, nobody goes and thinks of UBS arena as here. Here's two points. So that's, that's already done. So no matter what we ever could, we're ever gonna say about Lou on here, him and Barry Trotz, and and again, Ledecky gets credit on this too. They all did their jobs. The owners mm-hmm. have a different culture, and there's one final piece, and that's they have to sign a big name free agent. Hey Donnell, how's it going? Uh, what are you guys thoughts on uh, ads on the Adidas practice jerseys and NHL jerseys, which certain teams have ads and some teams don't? Anthony, you start. I thought I was going to hate this
1: much more than I do. Um, I was always opposed for ads on Jersey and want any part of it. But after seeing some of the teams and their ads, I mean, it doesn't really bother me too much. For the most part, it's just a small little logo right here. Um, It's not the end of the world. So I'm actually kind of indifferent about it. Whereas, you know, years ago, I thought I would have absolutely hated it. So that's just my thoughts on it.
0: Uh if you grab any jersey right now there's always going to be like a something on the back of the neck. So already there's been some kind of ads. I do fear about opening up Pandora's box. Uh I I don't want I don't want a lot of ads on a Rangers jersey. I just don't. So you keep it to where it is. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. That's about it. I don't yep. want them to look like NASCAR drivers. Um
1: I, I do like the Islanders 50th anniversary logo. It's got gold in it, and I think it looks neat. And as you reference, it is on the center ice at UBS Arena. Um, I think it looks cool. And I um, haven't really noticed the Devils one yesterday. Uh, yeah, I noticed game. it I late last, last night. I don't yeah. know if it was at center ice or I just missed it. But, um, yeah, a lot of these teams for these anniversaries do patches. It's just par for the course. Um but I hope for the Islanders' 50th anniversary that they got surprise in store throughout the year with bringing old alumni back and whatnot. Uh, so we'll see how it plans out. But, yeah, I like I like the patch they're going to wear in the jerseys. I like it at Santa Rice. It's all it's all good. They got it right.
0: Yeah, and you know what? <clears throat> Always honor the history of your team because when you don't, it just feels weird when people aren't doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Chris T., that's a hot take, and I don't think it's wrong. I, I will tell you this they they're sending them back to juniors because you got a slide contract. So why not give it one more year before you have to get it but on? It
1: certainly is the hot take. And if that happened, Kraftsoff would certainly ask to be traded. That's for sure.
0: So, these were the comments I was talking about before, when I talked about the fact that the Rangers needed to keep Barkley Goudreau because of his role. Romanel was right. You need fourth line guys. You don't, you don't fucking pay him $3 million a year. Although tell that to the Islanders who have the, I mean, Sizikas is making over, mm-hmm. th- was making over three. Uh, Martin was making a good amount of money, and Clutterbuck was making that too. Because they and everybody called them the best fourth line in hockey, they could sign a replacement center for cheaper price. That is right, too. I mean, after all, think about uh, geez, what was it? It was uh 2015 when they let Brian Boyle go, but that ended up being a mistake, Anthony. So that's another reason why. You got to look at that. By the way, Anthony, just to address one thing, I would not mind if people wanted to sponsor Big Apple Hockey shirts. I would definitely throw your ad on anywhere. (laughs) So, But, yeah, David, David, you're a little bit more like a uh, purist with me. Um, Well, here's a question. And is right about this, and we've been trying to figure this one out as well. Is that ad on the retail jersey as well? Yeah, that um i saw something some yes, or not
1: i saw something with the wild that pissed people off that they were on they were on there um i mean have you well, look go, can you go can you go on like fanatics or nhl shop and go to a team that has an ad and see if when you go to buy the jersey if it's on there or not
0: yeah i'll do that i'll look at that i'll, I'll look at that right now um all right so we'll go to fanatic do you know a team that's got it the Wild,
1: the Maple Leafs. All right, so
0: we'll go uh, with the Wild. I can't the Maple
1: Leafs needed one. <laughs> milk. That's that's the 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 uh, the Maple Leafs says milk on their jerseys.
0: All right, so far on all the fanatic ones, I'm not seeing anything on the Wild.
1: Yeah, I'm looking uh, now too. Uh, Authentic jersey. I don't. I don't see it on
0: the jersey. Nope. And I'm not seeing anything on the front of a Maple Leafs jersey. Yeah. Although they have this one, they have this. There's this black Maple Leafs jersey that's got a Leafs. It's all in gold, and it's got a a black leaf with a gold leaf on the inside, and it looks yeah, like you a didn't see that game. they wore that. They wore
1: that last year, man. You know, it was the I Justin never Bieber. saw that. I, I, it was the Justin
0: Bieber jersey.
1: It was in it was reversible. The other side, it was designed by Bieber. You didn't.
0: <laughs> oh dear God. I don't know. You know what? I'm looking at it more. I don't know if I like it or not. But you, li- you live under a rock, this. Mark. Yeah, I, I think I was living under a rock at the moment. It tells you I'm working way too much. But uh yeah, cutting back on the cutting back on those hours right now. I'll tell you that.
1: Speaking speaking of which, I think the the uh, league's new reverse retro jersey programs being uh, unveiled on October fifteenth. I heard that was the date. Um, we already saw some of the jerseys leak, like the Oilers jerseys, the Oilers reverse retro jersey leaked, um, and then I think I think that's one of the only ones that did leak, the Oilers one. Um, and yeah. there's a couple of the others that are rumored, like the Islanders. Apparently, it's going to be the Fishermen. Uh, the uh, Bruins are gonna have like the what they call the Pooh Bear jersey version. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh trying to think what else the Capitals the are gonna jersey got leaked. Yeah, oh uh, he's right. Yeah, I did see that one. that was the first one. Yeah. And so it's not all right there. He's saying that. And I, I think the Capitals are gonna have the Screaming Eagle jersey um in the blue. Cause they had they had it as the the Screaming Eagle came back as their reverse retro, the first time around, but it was in the their current color scheme. I think this year around it's gonna be like the old blue and the old blue and black jerseys. You know which one I'm talking about when Ovechkin mm-hmm. first came in the league. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, those I, I, that, I
0: used to like those two. Like, they were they weren't that bad. But yeah. then every single DC team went red. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised making it. They do have a red version of that Jersey. I think.
1: Yeah. They, it was their reverse retro last when The first year they came out with it. Yeah. Uh, that's um, a good one. Sharks. The reverse retro is going to be a seals Jersey from right here.
0: Yes. So, they're doing the California seals. Yeah. That'll be cool. Um, um answer a David's question right here, by the way, could do hockey players, uh, command money on sticks like NBA players or command money on uh, sneakers or MLB players on bats. Actually, the, I think they get paid out from the stick manufacturers, don't they? Yeah, I think, Individually? I think so. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah like Everybody's got their different thing. I, I'm i trying to remember if Crosby was CCM, I'm trying to remember who the Bauer guys are. Are you a Bauer guy? Are you What type of stick are you? Uh,
1: Warrior. Warrior, Warriors. okay. This is another yeah. one,
0: Mark. The Hurricanes, they
1: have their their retro jersey, or this year is going to be the their original the original jersey they had when they moved to Carolina. Um, that one came out. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I know Jersey
0: news. Vegas. I'm trying to think of what the hell the difference would be from the one that's right now, but uh.
1: Ve- Vegas is golden. Uh, Vegas golden. Jerseys are no longer their alternates. they their gold is going to be their primary home. And mm-hmm. the gray and the their gray, their old homes are going to now be their alternates.
0: Well, you know, maybe I don't get wrapped up on the jersey conversation as much because for me and the New York Rangers, I just want the diagonal letters and the blue shirt. That's it. He's right. All I want the but then again, you got a, a team for me like the San Jose Sharks. I still think that's the best non original six logo.
1: Speaking of the shark, did you did you at least see the Sharks' new home and away jerseys? They went back to teal. Okay, very nice. They're gonna wear teal. It's all teal with a teal helmet too. Um, it's pretty cool. And Christy, and... you're right. That that Kane's jersey, um, is not a reverse retro. It's just uh, I think it's an anniversary jersey. I, I think their rever- their reverse retro jersey, I would assume, is gonna be another Whalers variation. The first one was gray, so maybe they do. Maybe they do a variation of the green one. I, I, I don't know, but um, I'll be. I'm actually kind of curious to see what the reverse retro will be.
0: David, it took me a while to warm up to the Statue of Liberty jerseys. It, it it just did. I didn't. Oh, part of it had to do with every time they wore them, they were on Fox and they lost. I uh, I then ended up liking those jerseys when they went to a white version of that. Anthony. Yeah,
1: I was going to speaking of the white version. I wonder if the Rangers reverse retro will be a white version of the Liberty this year. Yeah. Cuz let their their reverse retro last year when they did the program or was it you know, two years ago whatever it was, now I forget. Um it was the lady it was Lady Liberty but in blue. Um mm-hmm. which they had no stripes in the bottom, which I thought was weird. Yeah, uh, it's it a little off. So yeah, maybe they do a white version of that.
0: Um, yeah, the, the 90s were like the era of let's make the stripes and weird dot angles or whatever. I mean, the Islanders one was a bit of a wave. Yeah. So what else? Buffalo um,
1: Buffalo's bringing back the goat head jersey, but that's not yep. that's not reverse retro. I think that's just a
0: straight alternate jersey. Yeah, it's a straight um, alternate. Yeah. 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 They're bringing that's back that cool. one. Buffalo's one of the rare ones that I look over and go, <laughs> there's no bad jerseys for them. No,
1: the Buffalo was always done pretty well with it. Well, actually, no, when they first when they first left the red and black and went to navy blue and yellow that that, that was terrible. That that first when they first changed jerseys, um,
0: I did not like that logo. Okay. Uh rumors the Rangers reverse retro is going to be the deli- No, that's what we just had just a second ago. In their normal blues. Uh, <laughs> Romanell, that would be a disaster. <laughs> Wooden stick night. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're giving them out to all the fans. That would be terrible in New York, especially under our new laws. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Fanatics, the
1: Fanatics replicas are really bad. Um, and the Adidas prime green BS is, they're, they're better than the Fanatics though. I, I don't buy, um, Fanatics jerseys. I, I get the quote unquote authentics, which they still charge <laughs> you what is it, two two twenty-nine for an authentic jersey on yeah, Or, or no one eighty nine.
0: I to make it more affordable. I mean, they they've been doing that for a long time. Like I mean, the the authentics are not. And then it used to be that the replicas didn't have the fighting strap, and now the replicas have the fighting strap. So no, and what again, replicas we, have? What replicas have a fighting strap? Oh, I don't know. They always had the fighting strap whenever I got them. But then again, I got bootlegs for a long time.
1: No, the, so. the fanatics, the fanatics jerseys don't have fight straps. Just the just the quote unquote authentics from you know NHL shop that are one eighty nine or whatever or whatever the price is. Those have fighting straps, but a regular replica from fanatics doesn't have a uh,
0: doesn't have a uh, a fight strap. By the way, uh I had this question, somebody put it up when they did the Goathead. Said what do you what what player do you think about? And on and it was on Twitter. So when you had the goathead jersey, what player do you think about other than Dominic me, Mir, Mir,
1: Mir, Miroslav Shatan, Jason Wooly. Um, those are some of the guys that come that come to mind.
0: Stu Barnes is mine.
1: I I I I loved Stu Barnes. I did not know a baseball authentic jersey is four hundred dollars. That's that's crazy. What? Um, I did just notice because I got a uh, Josh Allen jersey off NFL Shop, and like um, I got uh, the I think the basic Nike replica was was like one twenty nine. I got the one like the next step up for one fifty nine. But I did see on the site an authentic NFL jersey. Mark, take a guess of how much mm-hmm. it was. How much? Take a guess. 500 349.
0: Okay, because 349 on an authentic NFL jersey. I'm like, damn,
1: I'm like that's absolutely not. There's no way I could justify spending that much money on an NFL jersey. There's there's no By the way.
0: way Dominic was saying Michael Peck is who he thinks about with the goathead jersey, which isn't a bad one as well. Um State's saying Bring back the Easton sticks. I miss those aluminum sticks. My wrist shots are amazing. Actually, by the way, do you remember? Actually, not remember, but do you know who the last NHL player was? to use an aluminum stick? And if I'm correct, it's Tom Pody. Really? He's still had an aluminum stick all the way in. Um, That was a good one. There was a good one that was over here before. Uh, Daniel Briere. by the way. Wow. That's going a little bit later than what I thought. I mean, course saying Nike better not take over all the stuff. I think that's the one you were hitting too. Man. Yeah, because
1: the, yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, I think
0: was it next year?
1: That's Adidas's last year. I think next year is is last year as the jersey um, provider for the NHL. I think it's this year and one more year. So, I mean, who's left? I mean, Reebok already did it. Uh, I gotta assume it's either gonna be CCM or or Nike, right? I mean, what other, thought, what other? I
0: thought Nike had it in the in the the late the late nineties and early two thousands.
1: Uh, I mean, I I know back in the day, I think like teams had different. It wasn't universal across the board. Like I know the Red Wings had Nike on their jerseys back, like when Fedorov was skating around with the white skates. Um, but. No, I, I don't think Nike ever ever universally across the board made NHL jerseys. I think some teams were made by Starter, some teams were made by CCM. Yeah. It was never it was never that way. Um yeah, I guess Under Armour I didn't think of that, but I would I would assume Nike Nike might step up. Nike or CCM? I mean I would I would love for CCM jerseys to come back. They were they were always pretty good quality.
0: Uh but I mean, I don't even know. Starter's still a brand, right? Because I, I know that they sell what? their stuff in Walmart. Who? Starter? Still a brand? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. They were getting this for me. There's even even though there's a video I do want to make saying what does your jersey collection say about you? Although you gotta be careful with your jerseys. Like uh, Anthony, I just found out the other day I got a package that came in and i i am like all right what's up with this i open it up it's it's a jeff mcneil jersey in blue for the mets and i already bought a jeff mcneil jersey two weeks earlier and completely forgot that i ordered that so maybe don't order jerseys when you've been drinking either by the way that's another yeah favorite. i have i have a vegas
1: away with mark stone on the back which honestly if we can get enough viewerships, maybe we could raffle off here if you promote mm-hmm. it if you promote it on there, I get some I could do that. But I have a Avalanche home. I have a Penguins away. I have a Blues um Blues Retro. Uh, then I have some Islander jerseys. So uh <laughs> I actually have a intended in getting on Macar on the back of the Avalanche one and then selling it. But
0: I, I have a decent well, I mean, amount. Might as well, because he's the greatest player ever to lace up skates. Can't think yeah. of any better players than than Callum McCarr right now. Period. Anywhere, ever. No. Anybody else? Anybody else having that trouble? As we as we outlined earlier in the show. And he's right. Nike does the Nike. IH, uh, Yeah. It's it's just I I don't want Nike to touch anything. Uh, I mean, they
1: do a pretty ever. good job on the NFL jerseys. A lot of I like some of the jerseys some of the NFL teams have. They're nice.
0: Yeah, we're talking about jersey brands right now, Chris G. But uh whoa, hold on. These new sticks don't have curves. I used to use a wooden coho uh, and a CCM Ultra Tax. Well, I mean, was it the was it CCM that had the Euroblade that was like it was almost like a hook how big it was curved. I mean, I'm going I'm going back now. Jesus Christ, it's I, I, Anthony it scares me to say 30 years. For when I started really playing ice hockey and stuff like that. That's that's terrifying. And Anthony just muted. So <laughs> hopefully you can still hear me. But yeah, starter is still a brand. Uh as A Z is saying, they bought by Nike years ago. Nike resold the starter brand to an iconic group. Okay, so that's it. Um, Majestic lost the, uh, the MLB deal to Nike last year, so maybe them. I mean, just, Jesus, Nike, just all the freaking time, Nike. I, I You know, we talk about corporations that you just hate in in America, and that's just one of them. Don, I'm going to get back to that one second. Uh, AZ was asking, Mark, off topic, how about the Dolphins? Contenders or not after three games? Talk to me, end of October. That's my opinion on them. I've seen... How many teams just, just period over professional sports have you seen coming in hot and then even through three quarters of the season and then not make the playoffs? You have the New Orleans Saints. I think they were 6-0 in 1994, 93. I think it was 93. No, it was 94. And they ended up not making the playoffs. Or, I mean... I've seen the Dolphins at nine and two miss the playoffs. I've seen there's, there's so much of it or they just barely get there. So you never can tell that just with NFL teams, look at the Mets last year. Look at, um, you, you never know with, with injuries and stuff like that. The reason why it doesn't happen as much at hockey is because of the three point game, three point game. If you get it to a hot start, you could be there and hold on for a little bit longer. Uh, Donnell was saying about the uh, Hurricanes 25th anniversary jerseys need to be their home jersey, not the black jersey. Though it's nice and don't like the Golden Knights having the gold jersey as the home jersey. I got to actually check that out because I've been looking. I've been focusing on all the other stuff too. If you guys haven't seen it, I put up a list of the most underpaid uh, players based off of uh, what Big Daddy was asking last week during the Q&A. And, uh, I actually think it's a pretty good list for everything. Oh, there we go. Charger snapback polo. Oh, geez. $179. Yeah. See, it looks nice. Starter,
1: starter jackets still exist, Mark.
0: Wow. Mine was stolen you, in, uh, in high school. So why don't you, why don't you pick that bad boy up? Maybe not for the chargers. Uh, I think I still got a Dolphins jacket around somewhere. Uh, Who was the last player to get a penalty for an illegal curve? I haven't seen an illegal curve since the 90s. Do you guys know? That's a great question. I do know Paul Coffey, I believe, got a minor back when it was Rangers versus Detroit in 95, like December of 95. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, Michael Jordan made Nike. That is right on that one, David. (laughs) By the way, that's actually good. Anthony and I both have uh, a couple share screens up, so now I know I could do that in the stream yard. Um, Yeah, Vikings, 8-0. They missed the playoffs. Or the the Josh McDaniel, um, uh, what was it? Josh McDaniel Brown, uh, Broncos, 6-0 think they were i didn't even know adidas was an option back then oh yeah don't remind me on that one on the last game of the season dolphins lost to the cardinals with josh mccown as quarterback oh so our 93 they played Oh, uh, David's, David's reminding me on that one. Dolphins played a terrible Pats team that had one good starter against the Ravens and barely beat a depleted Buffalo Bills team. Don't get ahead of yourself. The Dolphins should have scored 40 on the Bills. Uh I don't know about that, but again, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Don't get too far ahead of that. By the way, everybody, That's this exactly is goals. just had this year, absolutely had a lot of nice... unbelievable. His 23rd of the year. Stick Watching the legs, these highlights of, of Connor Bedard, That is just as Anthony's fixing that, Five you might have to two, take Bedard the sound off, Anthony. Regina, Just make two, sure you do the
2: that. The Deke scores. Oh my! Does it get any better than that? Connor Bedard puts on a show. He finds the back of the cage. Building buzzing on the road. Regina back in this thing. Trail it two to one.
0: And all I'm doing oh is crossing my fingers that that guy does not end up on the Philadelphia Flyers an ankle breaker on Sutter comes yeah. in and he shoots the puck with a stick through the legs and it goes in.
2: Not sure how many spectacular
0: goals has uh, had to go to spend, year, but Darn uh, Core, I spent nice money on authentic. Is- if it was the same thing, the players were wear. Don't lie to me that it, that Adidas is uh, DSA. And I grew up in central ice cliff. Uh, I, somebody stole my uh, personal USA Jersey when I played on the junior team. Oh, nice. If anyone finds a 16 Ely, uh, USA Jersey snatch it up for me. All right. So I didn't know that about you, D. All right. Mark, yes. what,
1: what were your thoughts on that Connor Bedard goal that he scored the other night?
0: The amount, first off, the toe drag around the defenseman. Uh, just th- that, that's amazing. And he did it all at top speed and almost with ease. He was almost toying with them. And then the behind the the between the legs flip over the goaltender. He's I've seen Kabul Datsuk do that as as a shootout move. Not not between his legs, though. He's
1: he's he's insane. And my, my question I want to pose to you is, as a Ranger fan, would you rather would you rather be good and make the playoffs this year, or would you rather be bad enough and tank
0: to get Connor Bedard? Uh they still have the first round pick. So uh the short answer is I'd rather I'd rather them go for the cup. Wow. I mean, if you wow. think if you think you got a realistic chance, here are my short list on teams right now. And I'm Anthony, I got one week. Well, I'm, to come gonna, up I'm, with gonna, I'm gonna
1: stop you here though. Yeah, say you make the playoffs and you you know you you win a round, you you know, win two rounds and lose. Kind of just would not you rather just get a generational player like Connor Bedard and then just change the course of your franchise? Because that's what he's gonna do. Whoever, whoever gets him, their the course of their franchise is changing for for, for it's just it's just fact. Um, my my personal choice is um diode on the fan. There's nothing like playoff hockey. I would sacrifice, I mean, obviously, this is all hypothetical, because nothing guaranteed, but if it was guaranteed. I would rather suck and miss the playoffs and get Connor Bedard than I would make playoffs. I don't. know. Maybe, maybe I'm in the minority there, but I would rather. I would. I want Connor Bedard in my team. Not bad. That I'd rather be a laughing stock and go through a miserable year than make the
0: playoffs. Um, uh, let me quote Seinfeld for a minute. And that Kramer made this promise to this boy in the hospital that Paul O'Neill was going to hit two home runs and he, and he walks into the, the locker room and Paul O'Neill just says to him, two home runs. Are you crazy? You know how hard it is to hit one. So again, if, <clears throat> if you're telling me that the position, because here's the short list of teams, I think right now that can win a Stanley cup, the Colorado avalanche, obviously, because they just won one the Tampa Bay lightning. Cause they won the previous two. Uh, maybe Carolina Rangers, St. Louis blues. And, uh, uh, I think the Calgary flames as well. So there's, I think, I, I think there's six teams right off the top of my head. You're on yeah. those six teams that I think that could win. And I'm, I'm going for one cup. It doesn't matter if they don't get the generational player sometimes. And trust me, by the way, Anthony, for the track record, the Rangers have, they could draft Connor Bedard, Connor McDavid, and Sidney Crosby all in their prime. They fuck them up because they don't know what they're doing with prospects.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I disagree. I don't think the you named the Blues. Um, the Blues aren't winning the cu- another cup with Bennington. I mean, he doesn't have Billy Huso there anymore to save his ass when he was playing like crap. Um, Bennington was garbage for most of the year. And, you know, thankfully for the Blues, he played respectably in the playoffs. Um, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Actually, the Blues the way, who can. Who is the
0: backup now? I gotta look that up. Thanks, Thomas Grice. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't.
1: I don't think the Blues can. I think. I think the teams that could realistically win the Cup are the Avalanche, the Lightning, the Hurricanes, uh, the Flames,
0: and that's it right now. So in that case, with the Rangers, you think it wasn't indicative of progress? You just think they had a good run? That was it.
1: No, don't get wrong. The Rangers are a really good team. Um, I just, I don't, uh, I don't know if I put them in the cup conversation yet. Just because I still think they're they're D, especially the bottom pairing is going to be young mm-hmm. and inexperienced, uh, and I don't really think that's a recipe to win to winning a cup. Um, and you know, they're. Kako and Lafreniere, I mean, if Kako and Lafreniere break out, then that would really help them. But right now mm-hmm. they could also use some more scoring throughout the lineup. But um, don't get me wrong, they're still a very good team. I just only have those, what, five teams I named as as the teams I think that can win the Stanley Cup right now.
0: Now, by the way, Romanel asked a very important question right now because Connor Bedard is good. But is he as good as Kael McCarr?
1: <laughs> no <laughs> one Yeah. Yeah, and wicked agreed, but the only problem is, wicked, uh, the man in between the pipes that wears number thirty uh, is way too good to, you know, have that happen. And obviously, also, you know, Palak and Pollock and Dobson and Barzell and Nelson, they're 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 too good in that regard to bottom out. You need to you would need to suffer a catastrophic injury for for that to realistically happen. So. Um, that's you know that's that's fantasy land um and on the flip side of it mark, I think the old, I think the teams that truly have the ability to get bedard right now are the coyotes, the Canadians, the Blackhawks um and flyers the flyers, and maybe buffalo I
0: mean trust me, John Tortorella is not gonna let them go quietly. But the Flyers, they they just they're not set up to win, and they're not really they're not going to be there. And I'm not trying to slam on the Flyers or the fans right now. And trust me, I, I'll talk plenty of smack with Philadelphia. But you know, it's not right now the time. It's, could, it's could the Flyers imagine, are in there. They just could you
1: imagine it. if the Flyers did get Connor Bedard?
0: Oh uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'll put it this way: I don't want to think about him wearing a Flyers jersey. You know how you know how ugly that would be. Oh. It'd be ugly for a lot, a, a, a lot of, because I mean, last time the Flyers had a number one draft pick, he was pretty good for a long time. They had the trade to get him, but still it was, uh, it was, it's true. By the way, uh, Wicked's also asking this. Supposedly this draft is going to be like 2003 and 2015. Ask, are you buying into the hype?
1: Um, Not yet. I think I need to also learn more about the draft. I mean, obviously I know it's top you know, top heavy with Bedard and Meechkoff. Um, and there's a couple other good guys there at the top, but uh I'll have to I'll have to read up more before I can make answer that right now. But twenty fifteen was was unbelievable. Oh look at this. Christy, this is
0: a team that haven't Bedard will be a shark. Yeah. They're another one that's in there. Well, let's uh just make sure the sharks still have they, they should. There should be no way that they don't have their first overall or their first round pick. I mean. And yes, they got the first round pick. So, and a third rounder from <laughs> Carolina right now.
1: So, See, Rowan, I'm a... the opposite. Let, let him go to Montreal. I mean, they're they're in the East with the Rangers and the Islanders, but they're not in the same division. I, I mean, Bedard. Though Canadian fans are are a little insufferable, not as insufferable as, as Maple Leaf fans. So I'm sure if they got Bedard, um, it would get tiring hearing them. But uh, I wouldn't mind if he went to Montreal. Philly though, Bedard going to Philly. It would be ugly. It would be ugly.
0: I gotta just check that one because I did not hear that. But not hear what? That Connor Bedard is going to ASU? Huh? Oh, Mark. No, because it's it's not true. That's the reason why.
1: See, this is the reason why. Over your yeah. head, Mark. AS, ASU, the Coyotes are playing at a college arena. i saying saying <laughs> guard is going to the Coyotes.
2: You know
0: what? All right, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, Corey. You got me on that one. Oh boy, oh boy, I fell right for it because I'm sitting there going, "Wait!" Suddenly he committed to a college because I mean ASU is getting pretty big. But by the way, you don't have to worry about that, Corey, because if, if one thing Arizona knows, they ain't winning a lottery. You want you want to see yourself
1: out after that one, Mark?
0: yeah yeah all right' I'll, I'll just all right I'm just gonna just you know stop stop the case. <laughs> Uh oh boy, that's what happens when you sometimes just get too literal <laughs> but uh but no, I mean but is gonna be he's gonna dominate a lot of headlines this year a uh the same way that um uh the way that Mcdavid really dominated a lot of headlines. And then you had Jack Eichel that came along and basically said, "Hey guys, what about me?" Uh, the thing about Bedard is he
1: just—he only turned—he only turned 17 in July, so this kid's fresh off of being 16, and he's this good already. I mean, it's it's unbelievable.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, this guy—he's. Uh, and the the way that he's doing everything, but again, you're not going to do stuff like that when you get to the professional ranks, because two things. What? Because by the way, Trevor Zegers is never going to do the the Michigan pass ever again. Because a, everybody knows it's available to him. No, he'll do it and again. Believe me, he's going to do it again. He's not going to stop him. He has no. that
1: personality. He's going to do it. Believe me. Players players the not like to be shown up. No, but. Look how many times he's attempted in Michigan. He still he's he's done it multiple times, so it's not going to stop him.
0: I'm telling you. Oh, by the way, Anthony, did you see the video speaking about Trevor Zegers' personality? Did you see the video of uh, what if hockey players had NFL uh, starting uh, greetings like? Yeah, where you Man. say you know
1: Josh Allen, Wyoming. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and in this case, it would be Jack Eichel, Boston University, and yeah. then it goes over to Trevor Zegers, and Trevor Zegers says, "Trevor Zegers." Hogwarts school of wizardry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know what? You're right about that. He, he just, he, that guy has way too much fun with life, which is a good thing. Will Sonny Milano make the flames? Yes. I agree with you on that one, yep. 100%. So just in case, if we're not clear about that one, I'm, I'm buying everybody around on that one state. Sonny Milano is going to make the, de- so first off, Sonny Milano is a total, total Daryl Sutter player. I mean, he's going to love him. He's going to love him, some Sonny Milano. Uh, I love old sticks, nothing like a wooden blade. You know what? Uh, A little bit of both. I used to practice with a wooden stick and just tie a 25-pound weight to it and just practice my wrist shot. I never bent my stick for years. It wasn't until recently I started bending my stick. I know. Everybody thinks it's a little bit weird, but I used to whip it pretty good. And I'm still talking about the stick, too. Anyway, uh, I still hope Bedard will be playing uh, in Basel at the other 18. I know he won't, but still hoping. Yeah, well, maybe he might. Ooh, Jordan Stall retires at year's end? I don't think so. Reason why I'll say that is because he's, I think he's only, oh, Eric Stahl is going to retire. We know that. Uh, I would say that because, I mean, he's, he's 37, 38. He's on a PTO right now. Jordan Stahl's 34. I don't know. I think Jordan Stahl's got many more good years. Still wants to bring a Stanley Cup home. By the way, I haven't checked on it in a while. Let's see how we're doing. 21 likes so far, guys. We need to get that up a little bit more is I have a lot more energy than I oh I have more energy I wouldn't say a lot more energy than I did last week. So D I'm gonna say no Jordan Stall isn't there. <laughs> um imagine if Kane uh has a ninety point season and he ruined Chicago's chance at Bedard. Yep. Uh I think I think he's actually hung up. And stay. I actually don't know if it's uh, illegal to use a wooden stick. I, th- I think it still can. Jen's asking, by the way, hi, Jen. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'd like to stay Bedard to Arizona. Would be nice to see hockey work there. Yeah, I mean, I, well, first, probably I still think I'm a future Arizona resident. I have my family's there as it is anyway. It's where they all moved. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to figure out where I'm moving when I move out of New York. I love New York, but it's. It's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's just the way I'll say that moving back to this. Uh, I think NHL wants it to work in Arizona. There's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of passionate Arizona fans. I think they, they're the whipping boy franchise of the league, but the truth is Glendale was the worst place for them to put a stadium. And it's the same way Tampa Bay has got plenty of baseball fans. that put it on the wrong side of the of Tampa. If you put it on the opposite side of, uh I think it was a bridge that Tampa is on. I got to, I got I to gotta look it up again, but if you don't put it in the Thunderdome back when that was the hockey team that used to play there. Then yeah, it, it could actually work. Uh David is saying, I want to go, I want Bernard to go to Arizona when they finally move to Quebec. And then he brings them a cup like they should have had in 1997. David, I got a great question for you. And it's one that I, I've been I've been wanting to do more episodes of the of the What If series that we did, but what if Patrick Waugh was never? Uh, what if what if Montreal never moved? Because then Patrick Waugh – sorry, not Montreal. What if Quebec never moved? Then they wouldn't be dealing Patrick Waugh to the Quebec Nordiques. So, and then they wouldn't have won a Stanley Cup. Well, well, Tampa's got a lot of of, of fans, not just Yankee fans. And yes, cause that's where the Yankees practice facility is. Matter of fact, I believe it's right across the street from Raymond James, but it's, it's also, um, I mean, that's where all the grapefruit leagues, uh, teams play all of Florida. So it's lots. Uh, I, I know the Orioles had a, a big presence down there and that's what made him stay. Oh, Tampa. Okay. But, uh, Bedard could bring Matthews to the desert. It would change the face of hockey there. Yes. And from what I'm hearing, tickets are expensive to go there. Actually, I really want to see what that's going to be like. Because if you sell that as a luxury event or just a crazy atmosphere, 5,000 fans and it's really loud. And I mean, everybody, every player talks about how much they love living in Arizona but not necessarily playing for the Coyotes. That's what it always t- talks about. <laughs> Mullet Arena, yes. And uh, remember the Sherwood hockey sticks? They were basically two by four with a curve. Yes, they were. Those things were lumbering. They were. I mean, they were they were big weights by themselves. By the way, on the poll before, uh, it was, what would you bet on? Or what's the best bet? The Rangers to win the Stanley Cup was at uh, plus seventeen hundred. I think that one with thirty nine percent. The Islanders make the playoffs was was a good bet. Oh, there was there. Big Daddy did comment before. I never got a chance to see him. And no, I, I again. I don't see DeBrincat or, or um, Patrick Kane on this team next year, and I have no idea what's going on with the YouTube feed. I keep going back and forth, but anyway, so right now it's two seventeen. Let's uh, let's say let's say two forty five because we know that that's going to be plenty of time. I can't wait to go to the game tomorrow. And, and David, you know what? I think a lot of away fans are going to do that. So, not like that Arizona is a great travel place, although it's a great, it, it's great for me. I get to go. <laughs> that actually might happen, Romano. I would not be surprised. I mean, they're, they're a, uh, ASU's starting to become a ranked team in college hockey, but, uh, I'm hearing that they're crazy tickets. I have to check them out. I mean, five thousand seats. If they could get a new arena. That'd be great. <laughs> no, I don't have the jersey. Uh my seats tomorrow are this is riveting. Riveting uh internet and and radio i'm in 224. 224 row 19. it's where my friend dave has got his tickets so
2: oh! Number Is it yes! yes
0: although anthony while you're there I remember that happened on a Sunday and I had, uh, I had hockey practice the next day. So in my grandfather actually missed out on it. 62, I think was the better crawl because, and I ask people about this all the time. Who's the first, who's the first person to congratulate Mark McGuire for hitting number 62. And. <laughs> Oh, that's why that's why it was i took you took the starter jacket <laughs> uh, you know what um Donnell i it's not so much i think that they don't have fans. I think some of them sometimes are put in the wrong spots. city planners just especially when it comes to Arizona, the city plan was, was not there. Mark grace, by the way, David, Mark Grace high fived them as soon as he walk, he ran around for his base. Um, but the, um, the sometimes they just botch it and putting them in Glendale. Nobody wants to go to Glendale. They'll do that eight times for a football season. They're not doing it uh, 40 times for a hockey season. What they should have done is try to find a way to get him in, in Phoenix or in Tempe like they wanted to be, because that was really what it was. Oh, Anthony's got a new highlight. He's got
2: Almost single-handedly. In oh, boy, here we go. Your extremely hyped prospect ended up getting taken by the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid, the only other first overall pick besides Crosby and Alex Ovechkin, with over a point per game in their first NHL season since Eric Lindros in the early 90s. McDavid's now also highly regarded as the best hockey player in the world currently. And now coming up in the 2023 draft, it looks like we have another generational talent that will put his name alongside Crosby and McDavid. It's the 16-year-old phenom Connor Bedard, who was born just weeks before Sidney Crosby was drafted in 2005. The British Columbia native is in his second season with the Regina Pats of the Western Hockey League after getting exceptional status to be able to play in the league as just a 15-year-old. Bedard had a great showing in his rookie year in the dub, despite playing only 15 games. And we're not watching this entire video, are we? And although he had a bit of a slower start to his second season, he really has started to heat up as of late. He currently...
0: (laughs) Uh, Although, if Anthony can, let's post the link to that in the comments right now, so that way you guys could see the rest of that.
2: There's no doubt Um, Bedard is on his way to becoming a superstar. But is he an even better prospect than Connor McDavid was, too? Back when McDavid got his exceptional status as a 15-year-old, he played in the Ontario Hockey League. Still a part of the CHL, but not the exact same league that Bedard plays in right now. McDavid played for the Erie Otters and had a respectable first season, putting up 66 points in 63 games for a 1.05 point-per-game average. Last year, when Bedard played his 15-year-old season for Regina, he lit it up even more, with 28 points in his 15 games for a one-point.
0: <laughs> I think I, I I I'm I'm just thinking later on how I have to strike all that because it's someone else's video. There
1: you go. So is <laughs> Connor Bedard a better prospect than Connor McDavid? I'll
0: let you answer that question, Mark. I don't think so yet. I think he's got the raw tools to to possibly be, but I mean, McDavid, people were talking about him. Yes. Two years out. I, if it's, if it is, he's, he's doing everything at top speed better than McDavid was. McDavid was, McDavid was breathtaking. That's what I'm going to say with that. Anthony, you. Um,
1: I think he might be, I think, uh, I think he's got a better shot than McDavid. His shot and release is unbelievable. Um, Skating is definitely McDavid that he gets, he gets the nod there, but I think everywhere else it's really, really close. It's, it's, and that's why I was surprised when you said that as a Ranger friend, you'd rather make the playoffs this year than tank for tank for Bedard. I think getting Bedard changes the fortunes of your organization. Um, And I think, uh, I think adding him to your team is, is, is worth one year of suffering that's just that's just my opinion
0: but there's no guarantee you're going to be able to do it that's just it there's no guarantee the rangers are gonna if the rangers were the worst team in hockey that they'd end up being there so yeah but Donnell and and to answer this again i think it there's there's just those cities that you have to put a winning product on and get the fans to come if you don't your team's going to be overrun like the panthers will be with New York fans, Boston fans, LA fans, uh, Chicago fans, they're the the major cities will all blow them out of the water, and even states saying they're like a poor man's Islanders. I'll even say they're poor man Winnipeg Jets. They're hoping to be less capacity and even louder and more of a celebratorial thing. And yes, Huberto probably said something along those lines, but. Because Tampa Bay, see the thing is the Panthers aren't Tampa Bay. Uh t- Tampa Bay, they gravitated more towards hockey. I think in that area, it's just there are just there's less fans. Even though Florida made the Stanley Cup finals in their third season. So but just that. We were t- I mentioned it before. Glendale's not a great spot. Sunrise isn't a great spot. It's gonna be a great spot to hold an all-star game, I'll tell you that. And, 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 uh, David, no, Regina, Regina is what the answer was. Um, get the price, uh, get in the price for AZ versus NYR. It's just over $200 Add flight place to stay food, etc. cetera. It's over 700 bucks. Yeah. And you know what? But if you go there, you, you tend to play it around a golf. There's a bunch of good golf courses. Uh, just be aware of scorpions and snakes, which I haven't seen either. So I should be happy with that because uh, n- neither one I have. Uh, AZ is saying, I can tell you that the Coyotes do have fans, but if a Midwest team plays here or the Rangers visit 70% of the arena is, is visiting fans. Yes. Ooh, state's got a good one right here. If you had the option of one of McDavid or Lindros, who would you rather have on your team? Ooh. I am going to go with McDavid because that talent is so unbelievable out there. But that being said, Lindros played in a different time where it was also a little bit tougher for him and uh, to make his mark, so to speak. And it's uh, and when he won the MVP in '95, and it looked like they were going to be a big-time team. He was probably one of the best players in the league, 95, 96, 97, 98. And then uh, the contract problem happens. The concussions come in. uh, That's one of those also where you go, well, he's such a big guy. He was used to, Phil said it in our video about him. uh, The best, the worst hockey breakups of all time. So it was, uh, it was, easily in one of those that, uh, he was just used to skating with his head down. So, (laughs) see, that's what I love it. This is where you guys bring it. Um, you know what you gotta, you gotta wonder how, uh, people are going to see Bedard compared to, you know, Cal McCarr again, anybody listening right now, Cal McCarr is a great player. It's just, we don't, I don't think he's the greatest player in the world right now, but, uh, oh, okay. Wait, uh, coyotes have some nice prospects. Their centers run one C through a three C they're going to be really coyotes are setting up to be really good. And they have a lot of assets over the next few years. So that's the other thing. So if they miss on a prospect, they're right there. And as he's telling us $275 is the lowest price for a ticket. And yeah, see, I I just don't understand about that one. I just don't understand. It's it's October first, so uh, I saw a Rangers game in Florida. Well, was told by a Florida fan, a security guard to sit down during a fight right there. I realized the place was a dumpster fire and should be moved. Yeah, well, first off, I don't understand why there's fights at sporting events to begin with. Anyway. Say your stuff. Sit down. Don't worry about it, Dan. How you doing? Welcome back to the show. I would tank a year for Bedard, but again, you're assuming he's going to be, he's going to be this great player next year, which is not a problem. It's he he then has to do it. The Rangers right now, I, if you're telling me they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, or they get the first overall pick. I'm taking the Stanley Cup Finals. I've I've seen the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals twice in my life. And in most people's cases, they're barely at one. Uh, and as we're talking about before, Coyotes need to have an arena in Tempe. Really happening town, but they keep building apartments after apartments. Would rather have an arena around there for the Yotes. Yes. And uh, I would like to see those apartment prices come down a little bit. And that was one thing. I mean, I was, when I was looking at uh, new apartments, I was thinking, wow, or even housing. It's like, wow, it's going to be, it's cheap over there. But Arizona is expanding. They're rapidly expanding. And that's what they need to do. Don bringing up that the Coyotes played in Phoenix and the Panthers played in Miami in the 90s, which both teams were selling out. In the '90s, if you remember, and yes, that's true. But the Phoenix Stadium wasn't exactly built for hockey, and I don't. I think, I think the American Airlines Arena wasn't as great for, uh, for uh, for for hockey as it is for basketball. But then you got all these these stadiums. I mean, I used to remember, by the way, Phoenix and Miami used to be, uh. No, no, sorry. They weren't the answer. Well, it was them and Detroit were the answers for the teams that have four different stadiums for four, uh, four different team sports franchises. And it's, and as soon as Miami got their own stadium, I think that was 2012, 2012. So, uh, yes, I agree with that. David Lindros would put up, uh, video game numbers. Well, it's because of his size and he does have some speed. He, he was able to skate. And that's why I disagree with Romanella on this one, like a center in basketball today. His games were total, but you know what? His size, his size was so incredible. That's what made him so good. You could not. It just, he, he just went somewhere. See, this is what happens when you read way too fast. <laughs> uh yeah romanel my bad on that one hey look it, with 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 me especially when i'm alone there's more of a chance of a justin moment happening uh hey johnny red how are we doing hey sorry i missed uh all this but busy riding out the hurricane here in florida well Hopefully stay safe down there and a matter of fact I got to call my brother see how everybody's doing. I think he might have flown up to Atlanta to go see the 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 Mets. No, not yet. He's he's seeing him I think after the hurricane goes away. So See, but and by the way, in my defense, I've been to way too many New York sport events that end with fights for no reason. Like I was at one where uh, I was in 2011, last Islander Ranger game I went to at the Coliseum, and somebody got thrown down uh, the stairs. And I'm just going, I am not coming back to any more of these. And actually, that night we had a hockey game with uh, Midnight Ice Hockey that was there. Um, as Dan's saying right here. Oops, sorry, it's Dan, not Don. Woo, my bad, Dan. Uh, after 2014's heartbreak, I feel like we all need to see them get there and not lay an egg. Uh, this time picking in the top five seems to be behind us, yeah. I mean, it, I do think that they're not picking in the top five, they're not going to get no, there's certain you, the league is everybody wanted to say that the league rigged it for the Rangers to get Kako and Lafreniere. They are not going to let the Rangers get Connor Bedard, so don't worry about that one. So – uh, and the other answer on that is I, I do have to say this, Dan, I, I don't think 2014 was an egg. It they, they lost the Stanley cup by three goals. And in my personal opinion, they lost, they lost game two because the refs fucked them. I did not mince my words on that because that was goalie interference on, on Dwight King. I still believe it. They even said it the next year, although every time I say it, I I, I saw it in a tweet and it was from like NHL scouting because they they said two goals shouldn't have been allowed. One of them was Justin Williams shoving the San Jose goal. I think it was Alex stalock into the net. So there was one. Um, but no, I just it, it's I, I, I look, is it sour grapes? Yeah, I'm going to feel that way for the rest of my life. But the, the Rangers got screwed. Was L.A. a better team? Yeah, sure. Did they win, did They deserve the win? Absolutely. Were the Rangers screwed? Uh, that could be true as well. They won the Stanley Cup by three goals. So, that's just my opinion on that. Hi, Nick. Welcome aboard. Uh, uh, what was rigged was uh, Pittsburgh getting Crosby when the team was about to fold. Yeah. It's not that it's always the refs because I don't complain about twenty fifteen. They they lost to Tampa. You can't you you can't go lose four nothing combined in games five and seven at home and and expect to say that you won. So you're you're somewhat right about that. Wow. Alex Galchenyuk Released from uh, his PTO with the Avs. That that, that ends it quick. So, where are we right now? 2.36. We got at least another 10 more minutes. And we know what we mean by at least. Uh, the Rangers would have won the cup at 14 if the games were two periods and not three. David, you're right about that one. Because they always coughed up that third period lead. But that's also L.A. They were wearing them down. I like the people that try to say that it was all Henrik Lundqvist's fault. Fucking man, stood on his head. <laughs> That's the reason why he was face down on the ice when uh, when uh, Martinez scored. I mean, Rick Nash missing an open net in game five. Yes, I believe the shot was blocked by Jake Muzzin. I and mean, yeah, the call uh, against Kaka last year was horrendous. But there were times, and, and Johnny Reds right about that. The, the Too many scoring chances missed in the triple overtime, lost to L.A. Uh, well, double overtime game two was uh, that was when um, Kreider hit the crossbar. I know that one. I also remember that because that was my 36th birthday, so I also uh, I, I might have been a little bit drunk, but I was still very happy on it. And yes, D. Hearing William's scores was never so appealing to me ever in my life. <laughs> oh, that, that one hurt. And I had to take off the comment to make sure everybody knows what my last name is once again. Uh, let me pull Anthony out for a little bit. He can always throw himself back in. But, yes, the call against Kaka last year, I thought it was, it was very bad. Especially when you have the Pittsburgh announcers saying it should have been a goal. Oilers will get Bedard. We all know it. He's totally worth it for them to tank for this season and get their top, their fifth, first overall pick in the last 10, 12 years. Might be right about that one. And you know what's even worse? Think about it like this. Taylor Hall is right now on the Boston Bruins, and it looks like they're going to be very bad. So if that's the case, kind of looks like Taylor Hall. They're going to be going there. Um... on anthony's sent something let's see what we got oh all right uh this is some news from chris johnson the flyers announced that sean couturier will won't require surgery on his latest back setback that is the way this reads i can actually guarantee you on that and they're calling for him to be week to week so by the way i'm gonna put that in uh gonna actually put that into the uh, gonna put that into the thing so that way you guys don't think I can't read at all I know I'm not the best reader to begin with that's just that's my plight in life uh, so uh, no way I should probably okay never mind I'm just not gonna do anything uh screen sharing was canceled yeah so anyway, uh, f- first preseason uh, starting lineup, yes. By the way, Mikey, how are you doing? And yes, it guarantees a first. Um, Flyers, the Flyers are totally screwed. But you know what? And and Dan, there's a the reason why they're screwed. Because, oh. because they're not going to be bad enough to get Bedard. Or at least they shouldn't be. Tortorella is going to be too good of a coach for them. I mean, at least that they didn't have Couturier and it looks like they're going to. And here it is. I got it for you guys now, right here. It's uh and flyers announced Couturier won't require a surgery on his latest back setback. They're calling him week to week. So, I mean, I guess they don't want to be in the, uh, in the Conover darts weeks sweepstakes, but that's going to be right there of all time uh you know what Romanel? l guys throw down what your best what your favorite tv series are right there i i i think it's me personally i'm i'm gonna say the simpsons but it's, for me that show ended at year 15 so because i still could watch almost any episode of that show there's a bunch of them that are out there general that's that's a great that's a great thing for them. I was looking at that lineup last week because if you guys watch it again, I put together the list of the most underpaid athletes in the league right now. And Elias Lindholm is number one. And if Elias Lindholm can match any of the production that he had last year where he was, uh, he was ridiculous. I think it was a plus 61, $80,000 a plus. Um, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Calgary is gonna be right there, and you're telling me you're gonna throw out two good defensive centers like Kadri and Lindholm, and I don't even know what the third guy is. I'd go look that up, but that, those are pretty good centers that throw out there. So, question is, I'm in a keeper league. I have to choose whether or not I keep Nico Heischer or Ryan Strom. I'm assuming it's Ryan Strom and not Dylan, or just dump both. State, do me a favor, just uh, do you have it where you have to keep them in the round you drafted them or they just bottom two keepers uh because here's the thing about nico Heisher, he had 60 points and i think it was 70 games it was the most games he's played in uh four years so if you could say healthy he he sure could be pretty having a pretty good season um Oh no, Johnny Red is saying what amazes me on how everyone is complaining about the Rangers winning the first overall pick for the first time in their history, but no one said too much about the Oilers winning four firsts in six years. No, plenty of people have said that. I have to disagree. All of us. Supernatural was a really, really, really good show. Horrible take by Series Six, and uh, they're giving me a hard time. Now I need to go to the uh, t- oh, boy. Mikey, sorry about that. <laughs> David just wants to get me going. Obi Wan was not good at all. Once again, though, for anybody that is a Star Wars fan, if you ra- I skip Obi Wan, you could easily skip Obi Wan, and just watch the cutscenes from Jedi Fallen Order, and that's a lot better of a show. Romanella said, "Dumping, dumping him. Take the picks." But then again, if you're, if where you drafted them was really low, I think Ryan Strom's not going to be really worth it. You know what? No, I'm just going to agree with Romanello. Dump him. Dump them all. Okay. Blue Buds and the rookie have a cop from New York and became a cop at 43 years old. Wow. All right. How about that? And also, come on, Nathan Fillion. Everybody loves Nathan Fillion. Uh, <laughs> wow the adventures of briscoe county jr i haven't even thought about that in a long time all right uh i got nine cops in my family and i love blue bloods I actually i had no audition for blue bloods i think i was 32 years old maybe even 31 and they sent and my, the, my management company sent me out on it and i i even told the guy just like you know this is for a guy that's 45 years old right and he said, "Oh yeah, you can you can go and uh, get in there." Nope. I I don't think I don't think Strom's going to do that well in Anaheim, and I don't think they're going to really really get that on there. NYPD Blue was a really good show. Um, see, The Sopranos I still don't don't think it ended well. I still think James any fantastic throughout the entire thing. Uh, I liked a lot of a lot of them throughout the entire thing. I just think. I, I I just after year three they kind of lost me. Year two. Oh my goodness. When the episode when they killed uh Big Pussy, that was fantastic. Uh I mean I would I would I would say spoilers, but it's Jesus, a 20 year old show. And uh if I recall correctly, also uh She Hulk has been spoiling more Sopranos than me. Although both people that watch She-Hulk would probably know that. I mean, I know that because I have to hate. I I, I hate watch that show. Um, <laughs> just like I'm like, I want to see this be good, but how bad is it going to be? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mason McTavish, Mike, you're right about that. Mason McTavish is is a hell of a player, and that he's another one of those guys. You look over at Anaheim and go, Anaheim might be might get good. Sooner than later, so that's alright. Bones was probably the best of the uh the non-CSI uh crime scene shows. And obviously, I said the Simpsons. Roman i I'm surprised you're saying MASH, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought you might be too young for that, but MASH was a great show. It got better as it got older, uh, as it got older. Office is just the best in cringe humor, too. Um one thing that makes General itch is that signing Uyghur, he's in contract talks now, but it's taking forever. It's going to take forever, I think. Uh, so we're going to see about that one. Um, that Calgary defense, I think you're one of the ones that pointed it out for us when we did the Matthew Kachuk trade special. But that Calgary defense, oh, that that looks outstanding. Talking about the worst defenseman on that on that on that team being Oliver Shillington. I mean, oof. Oof. They they might be the LA Kings of 2014 and yeah, 24, 2014 again. Um <laughs> yes, I didn't know how old uh the the um 90210 cast was. I mean, Luke Perry was like 30 34, I think, and Shannon Doherty was 20. So uh, uh, I read for Romeo and Juliet and Sargent uh, uh, in NYPD Blue and the Toxic Avenger. Wow. Nice job, Mike. Uh, I did read for Rob McClanahan in uh, the movie Miracle. So. But I was not good in that audition. I could tell you that right now. I then went back to school, got better in my auditions, still didn't land any parts. So let's move on from there. Um, my buddy Anthony did a lot of appearances on Blue Bloods. He died suddenly 24 years ago on the job. Sorry about that. Uh, I always I always tell every, every guy, fulfill the first rule of police work. What Sean Connery says, the untouchables, make sure when your shift is over, you go home alive. And everyone should be happy I did not do the Sean Connery impression. Okay, year three of Sopranos is when his mom died and the whole story was changed differently. Yes. Uh, the killing was very good in season, uh, the first three seasons and the Canadian show Flashpoint was good as well. That's good. I mean, MASH almost outlived Vietnam. It outlived uh, Korea by three times what the war was. It's also, by the way, one of the rare shows, MASH, that actually replaced characters and improved as it went on. Um, obviously replacing Wayne Rogers with, um, uh, with Mike Farrell, replacing, uh, getting Harry Morgan in there instead of McLean Stevenson. And that was a great way that he exited. Um, and then eventually, uh, eventually getting David Ogden Stiers was a, was a great character after Larry Lindell left the show. And then of course, uh, Gary Bergdorf reads the show, leaves the show radar and, and Klinger becomes a better character as well. It it's, it's just, it's just that, but, and and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, and by the way, yes, CSI, it's not the way it works. CSI just kind of gets their findings and they, they tell the people who it is. Uh, you read for true trauma films. Trauma films are the best and worst ever. And they can be. Um, my parents loved Law & Order, if you like court cases. Law & Order was possibly the most unique show for many years. And then it you see the Robot Chicken uh, sketch on it. And it really does fit that. Look up Law & Order Robot Chicken, by the way. And uh, But no, Law & Order, I thought, was a fantastic show for many years. But... A little bit over-dramatized. Oh, wait. It's not a typo. It was Tromeo and Juliet. Oh. All right. How about that? And yes. (laughs) One Order is a mature version of Night Court. Wow, that is... That is a... That is truthful and spot on. I gotta, I gotta love that one. So right now, I still got twenty two of you guys watching right now. Thank you everybody for joining me, because we're just, we're starting to just fade into a little bit of a the, the odd side of everything. Uh, don't forget, everybody, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and hitting the bell, because uh, there's, you know, need to do more of this. So let's see, let's see, all right, let's cause. Look, I like breaking bad, but I don't think it was the greatest thing ever. Um, I loved Game of Thrones. If if I could lie to myself and say that show ended after season seven, that would probably be the best. Um <laughs> yeah. I knew a guy who watched the rifleman and me TV all day and he loved it. Uh David, can I ask you a question? Was that my father? <laughs> and No, uh, he 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 likes more sitcoms anyway. And by the way, you're talking about Night Court. Man, uh, nobody dominated Emmys in the 90s like uh, John LaRiquette. Uh Wow, how about that one? My brother-in-law is a Raleigh firefighter, and he played Fast rays and Gunslingers. He played... And some Tyler Perry stuff as well. Still lieutenant in the FD. That's great. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's me TV. I think that's what my father watches all the time down in Arizona. Nice to know that he's at least doing well too. So uh all right, we're at 252 already. So I'm already seven minutes over. We're gonna go uh we'll go another eight minutes and then I'll start hitting the uh hit my cousin's song but uh I, I a friend of mine and i were talking cuz he was like oh yeah they're they're do- doing a new mighty ducks i'm like yeah dude season 2 so i got to see i actually got to watch the new mighty ducks and see how that is uh cuz i never watched the first season cobra kai is fantastic by the way it's it's what you want from a new generation show but um I mean, it's only one season. I still like the old, the new Dark Crystal series. But I've talked to you guys about this before. Um, I never watched The Wire. I know somebody. There's 21 of you right now. There's probably one of somebody that, but <clears throat> so there's one. All in the Family was good. That had a great departure of, um, of that. By the way, I just and as you can tell, I I love Futurama as well love that show <laughs> It's all underdog <laughs> Have no fear underdog is here Yeah there's no there's no Bombay in the second season okay Which Emilio Estevez. I mean, how'd you go from the huge career that he was having and then, well, I mean, maybe he dialed it back himself, which is still a good thing. (laughs) War Machine's a good name for a Jeep. Uh, So let's see. Uh, What other good shows I can think of right now? Uh... I love the new season of Rick and Morty so far, by the way, that's, that's going great. Um, Simpsons was always something I had to watch all the time because it, it was one of the, especially the first nine seasons. It was one of the most intelligent shows ever. And it always had good heart. And then uh, it's, it's unwatchable now because the, 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 the generation of writers just aren't good. I love Archer, oh my God, I, I I loved I love Archer. That second year when he when he had cancer was so great. Um. Yeah, and General saying it, and I gotta agree with Romanella right here, but. Uh, Bombay is the ultimate hockey failure. DUI, almost made it, but and but banging hockey moms, uh, it's it's like. By the way, that's it. I mean, usually, that's what says that you've made it. Not that you're a failure, but yeah, he. Well, you know, he couldn't get past that hockey powerhouse, Iceland. And also, they played Trinidad and Tobago, not the same country. They played Trinidad, comma, Tobago, and and I I understand Disney was going for the most G-rated stuff, but that was that was out there. I watched the first season of The Sinner back in uh, twenty eighteen. I have not watched any of it since. Uh, I thought it was pretty good the first year that I I saw it, but. It was also one of those. I kept going on it because my ex-girlfriend or my ex-fiance loved that. Uh, South Park has aged a lot better than woke Simpsons. A hundred percent. Well, because South Park could still be funny because they're, they're trying to at least be there. Simpsons just, Oh, like I can't remember the last one. I keep hearing good things about Lucifer. So I have to check that out at some point. There's too many good shows. Justified, I heard, was right there. Here we go. Mikey said it. I was waiting for somebody to say Shorzy, but Shorezy Shorzy was Shorzy was good. But I mean, Letterkenny is so much fun. They they have the best dialogue. I mean, the only way to just say it is you know, you know, as far as it goes. To be fair. To be
2: fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair
0: fell, so there you go with that. Um, but then again, whenever it comes to The Simpsons, they, they always get a quote like this. That's good. <laughs> and and the just that bit is so great. Letter Kenny has probably got the best dialogue on TV, or the best dialogue not written by Aaron Sorkin. Like that's how good that is. <laughs> <laughs> First off, first off, thank you very much. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you're still sticking around. Cause I mean I remember when uh Gaudreau signed and I think we first got you. So uh that's that is the point of that. And you know what? I'd 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 love to see more of that. I love I I love I love that the fact that like you look at their Instagram, they all hang out together. It's not just a TV show, it's just it's it actually is just they got, they got the show by day and they're, they're all hanging out all the time. Let's go drop the pen over here. Monday night, raw longest running weekly show. Huh? Uh, is it 60 minutes? 60 minutes has been running since I think the 1950s, but we don't know about that. Cause also you still have Monday night football. You still have Sunday night football. You still have a couple of these. First, that's a great thing to have, that Triple H has done wonders for Raw. 60, I'll, I'll look that up. It's got a lot. Mike, how are you now? One of my regulars at work has got me saying that to him all the time. But, all right. So, again, the Flyers announcing Sean Couturier won't require surgery. That's big news for them. And might knock them out of uh carnivore sweepstakes. So no new notifications. But so we still have uh, let's see what time we got. We got 259 right now. So you know guys, we'll cut it off right here. We're about two hours and fifty-one minutes. Uh I'm surprised Anthony still signed in with me. He's still hanging out at the bottom. So let's start playing us out. Uh, if you haven't watched the most underpaid players in the league video, that is that is on there. Um, I can go with... Uh, by the way, thanks to... Uh, I, I, I'll put the link on it up there. But uh, that was for Big Daddy that said that one. But... I actually got to see my family this week and they were very delighted that I play this song all the time to get us out. That I'm happy to also know that my cousin is going to start uh, replaying this or updating a lot of his old work. Uh, my little cousin. Oh, no problem, guys. Thank you very much. Well, thank you all for joining me, and especially Anthony. And hopefully next week, Mr. John Falkowski will be joining us as well. Look, next week is going to be a huge show. We're going to have to go over what our picks are and who is going to end up winning the Stanley Cup, uh, who's going to end up winning the Hart Trophy, the Norris Trophy, and the Vezina Trophy. So, and, the, and the Calder. And I'm happy to say that everyone else was looking over to Lucas Raymond or Quentin Byfield, and I'm the one that said Warren Snyder. That's because me being victorious in the dance for that. Uh, oh, they don't stop. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, with that thank you very much and I think I have to say I think it's a happy anniversary or something There was was something I I know I commented on you oh wow Romanel if that's the case I actually do have stickers coming in so hopefully if I find out how long they're going to be I'll check my emails right now maybe I'll get it out to you so yeah I'll I'll throw a free sticker in with every single hat that's bought on eBay so there you go and this is where the great part is about having this song fight for about three minutes. You could tell there was a lot of classic rock uh, Doobie Brothers influence that he has over this. Guy was a great guy. I gotta. I got I mean. Phil was always the best. I'm a Yankee and a Giants fan from Canada, so don't. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody likes the Yankees. You, you know, it's the most famous one. Being the Giants fan is a little bit more of a surprise. Sean, I will definitely try to find you the uh, the way to download that. We'll set that up. I'll put it in the links. Mm-mm. You smell what the filth is cooking! <laughs> Well, that's why I have, if you guys remember, it's, uh... uh Philk's editorial segment is called My Philkin Opinion. You won't recognize him because, I mean, he's, he's lost a ton of weight since then. Yeah. Got the, got the shirt out of the wash to see him, Philk. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike, if you can, send a picture of it. So. Or send, put it up, put it on, um... Uh, Big Apple Hockey, uh, the, the Instagram stuff. I got to do more of that. Um so well, CCR is just good music. You know, the thing that always makes me fun, uh, laugh is I I got my co worker, uh, one of my good friends uh, from England, and I'll turn to him and I'll be like, oh yeah, so there's Iron Maiden. He's like, oh, I don't like Iron Maiden. I'm like, the hell? <laughs> From England, I thought that was like prerequisite. He deals with like Iron Maiden or Def leopard Really? Nobody our age Oh yeah, if if you have two shirts, then is gonna have the photo. Oh, I I have to see if I got another one. Maybe I got a couple more. I think I still have a few more. on. Um, I'm still waiting to find out. I haven't gotten Juan asked to, to t- send me his address, so I have one more that I have to get and send out. But, yeah, I'm looking at a couple different things, too. All right. So, everybody, that's where we're going to end the show today. Great talking with all of you and especially a little side conversation about, uh, about um, all the TV shows. Uh, I'm actually doing a tour of UBS Arena in a few hours because uh, there's a possibility of us doing a... Um, I didn't do any mediums, Mike, but I think I might have a large left. I'll let you know about that. <laughs> and Romanello, yeah. Uh, Romanello, uh, Jen, Romanov did wear the hat. We do have the footage of him. We just cannot release it unfortunately, because that was part of it. Um, Mike, yeah, hope the day gets less shitty as it goes on. But, yeah, like like, like uh, Ryan Strong missing many empty nets. Uh, but also, uh, so we might be doing a uh, luxury box at a UBS game with all things Islanders. That might be a possibility with that. Stay tuned with that one. Um, and also the uh uh if one of the, my recent purchases i recommend for everybody the uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles cowabunga collection it's got both turtles in time and the original arcade game on there that's why it's already worth the 40 dollars that i paid for it i played that for a while and as well as metroid dread as i always do so there's still a lot of things that i have to catch up with both uh Entertainment and everything else. I think I mentioned Justified. I still have to finish watching Justified, which technically I'm only three episodes in, so I got a lot more I have to do with that. House of the Dragon is another one. I mean, I watched the new Lord of the Rings, but it's absolutely awful. So it's it's two stars at best. At best. So yes, everybody, once again, like, share, subscribe. And uh if there's any uh top tens that you guys could think of, feel free to suggest them you can send it over to the uh big apple hockey twitter which is right over here and uh i'll start getting to work on some of those hopefully again we are going to have the season premiere or the season preview next week i want to make sure that there's a time that phil can do it because we, we definitely need his energy for this and also because come on let's we're better as the hockey try triforce all right guys Thanks everybody. And yes, thank you very much guys. Uh, and please just keep spreading us around. We are growing because we have faithful viewers like you guys all 11, 12 years. There's still, still sitting right here as I keep babbling on. So thank you very much today. And Oh, wait, there's a question. Oh, uh, why are this spacing the preseason out so much? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. They got two back to backs going back to backs in the preseason. And I wonder why they're like, hell with this. But I think it's that they're they're going to be ready for next week. And almost th- right now, everybody in Tampa is saying thank God for that. So hopefully that's not it. All right. Um, everybody, once again, thanks very much for joining us today. And we will see you later.